The views expressed on this podcast belong to the Black Cinematic Universe and are not affiliated with or influenced by any other entity. It is intended for all adult audiences. We are just a few brothers trying to offer our unique perspective on topics that we all love. Those topics include movies, shows, and content related to comics, sci-fi, and pop culture, as well as anything else that may come across the radar from time to time. We have a lot to say about the world of entertainment, and we want to make you laugh along the way. Welcome to the Black Cinematic Universe. Sit back and enjoy. Back to the Black Cinematic Universe. You have officially landed on another planet. I go by the name of JDIV, and we have the squad in the building. Dang, what's up, man? Hey, bro. Calm down. You all right? How many cups of coffee did you have this morning? Hey. He must have shook one off before he got it. <laughs> right. yeah. That's what happened when we recorded a later time. He got yeah. extra energy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Laugh, you ready, man? Yeah, I'm good to go. Let's do it. Big John, you ready? Let's go. Detective Gordon, you ready, man? I'm ready, man. Let's do this thing. Man. Well, Rob ain't here. He in the Phantom Zone, but who knows? He might just randomly pop up. So it's <laughs> Rob. Like, is is this the baby oil you, you rubbed on this morning or something? With the <laughs> energy, bro. Somebody gotta pull it, uh, right. pick up the slack. <laughs> right. Jesus. Yo, so we're gonna do something different. We do a different all around today. So this time we're going to do this. Detective, hit him with the news. I figure since you're going to be robbed today, I'll go ahead and, and do my best life impression. So first and <laughs> foremost in the news, um, and then this is something that we actually discussed last week. So um, we kind of had the uh, BCU crystal ball out when we started discussing this. Um, apparently we do, we do this Chris about Evans. once a month. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> apparently Chris Evans is rumored to return and, and we discussed that a little bit, but the twist is um, for three projects um, as Captain America and Dr. Strange two um, as Captain Hydra and two movies that show cap in the past, possibly Wolverine. And like I said, we discussed Captain Hydra for those that don't know. Um, when Captain America comes back in the comic books, um, he's brought back by the um, Cosmic Cube. And basically when he comes back, he's raised and cultivated by Hydra as a sleeper agent and then ultimately rises up as one of their greatest heroes and, you know, takes down the, the whole, um, you know, superhero universe. Um, and then we also discussed the Weapon, X, uh, Weapon Plus project, which is a combination of Captain America and Wolverine back in their um, war days when um, Wolverine was with uh, Weapon X in Canada and Captain America was here fighting in the war. So we kind of touched on it last week, but what do y'all think about that news? So is that is that Cosmic Cube? That's that's not the same as the MCU's version, right? Yeah, that it's going to be different. It's, it's different, gonna, yeah. It's more Maybe. like the Tesseract, right? In, in the comics, it's more like the Tesseract. Correct, correct, yeah. Okay, yep. so, but, but we got to play with... Um, uh, low key 
potentially is is that how that comes about or we think all is going to come out stem out of the the... you mean low-key or (laughs) low-key yeah i'm gonna say you low-key talking about loki hey he took took low that that's how they talk about loki and capital heights i like hey yo loki (laughs) 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 jonathan took it straight straight on the track right (laughs) Right. um but yeah um man i'm just wondering like do you think it's still going to because that's how he was created. Are we are yeah. they gonna play on that, or do you think it's gonna come more from the multiverse? Like, how do you think they're going? Get- I think it's. I think they go on the multiverse route. I mean, everything right now is pointing to the multiverse. So I think it's just gonna be. It's gonna be some random versions of characters running around, and he gonna be like one of the the versions that we see that's different. And yeah. I think, like like we said, we 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 feel like they gonna somehow introduce mutants. May not be like all of the x-men coming out but you know we we feel like something coming out of this to show us some mutants here and there too so i I think it's just one of those multiverse things yeah especially since he's it it's rumored that he's gonna uh, make an appearance in strange too so i'm thinking it's going to be more of a a multiverse kind of thing but you just never really know 100 percent with marvel or you know until i hear feige say it i'm still not 100 percent with rumors you know what i mean like i think we're all on the right track and, I, and i'm glad to see that the, the um bcu brain trust is thinking kind of like some of the uh <laughs> writers and stuff out there so we need to go ahead and make our own independent fan fiction i YouTube said that marvel I don't, movie <laughs> I, don't, I don't man we could just create something brand new bro yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh is, has either of you read that uh secret empire series in, like around 2016 where i think red skull was responsible for yep Okay, so can we can they go that route or that's not possible? Well, I mean, I know what I know they're gonna have their creative liberties to kind of mix things up. So the they'll one, try to attach it to something. So what do you what do you think? So the Secret Empire joint that you're referring to is sort of what James was talking about when he was talking about uh, Cap came back. So he had he had basically been operating as the normal Captain America as a sleeper agent. And then we found out during the Secret Empire that he was actually a Hydra agent and it was an alternate version of Cap. Um, Off the top of my mind, I can't remember exactly where that alternate version of Cap came from because it wasn't the real Cap. Hmm. And when they brought the real Cap back, he he defeated him to to take his spot back. Um, So, I mean, they could, but if they go that route, it, it sort of won't make sense with Cap being old and the time travel stuff from Endgame and all of that, because we already seen a couple of caps, it would be easier to explain. It would be easier to explain if it was just a multiverse joint. Like in the, in that world, he just wasn't the he just wasn't a good guy. He they created a cap from the the. Hydra created their own captain that he just happened to be the same dude. Maybe they captured him in the war and then, you know, brainwashed him like they did Bucky. Yeah. See, I could see it being something where it's like, what if has a season two and they just take on the Hydra story and they wanted his authentic voice. They didn't want to necessarily have him. You know what I mean? I, I ain't even think about by somebody else. Yeah. I ain't even think about that. that. That does make sense. Yeah, so what don't make sense to me is all the credit y'all still giving to Marvel, you know, but we'll, we'll sit back and we'll wait and see, you know, um, it, it just it still just seemed like it's all over the place. I don't think the continuity is going to be there any longer. At least that's not my yeah. anticipation. So I'm going to have to probably enjoy everything as his own individual 
um, content. So, so I will say this, that at least for James and I, and I'm not sure who else would be fully aware of all of these stories, a lot of this stuff is coming from the comics. So mm-hmm. the fear of lack of continuity isn't really there for us because we've seen them do these stories with yeah. continuity in the comics. So. Yeah. yeah, John, I saw a link where um, somebody on the creative team of Marvel admitted that they've been having a lot of challenges with their um, storyline constructs mm-hmm. because of the switching around of the slate and the schedule. Mm-hmm. I started to send it to you, but I didn't want you to feel like you was right. <laughs> uh, appreciate that, man. But, but you admitted it here, man. And so I, I definitely appreciate that. And uh, we'll, well just I think we were both we were both right. You were <laughs> right in the sense that they are really struggling with it. Yeah. But I think what I what well, I was right in the sense that they're well aware of where they're going and they're they're very strategic and planned out. Right. So when you're that when you're that planned out, you can adjust and you can kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, throw audibles out there because you're so mapped out. And that's why I think they also kind of admitted to the fact that they have told the, the showrunner for WandaVision that they couldn't use. So she was like, oh, I want to use this person. I want to use this person. They were like, no, we're using them for this. We're using them for that. Right. So she kept running into that. So that just kind of gives you a glimpse of how strategic they are, knowing that they have plans for certain characters that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, COVID's thrown a lot of curveballs at us, you know, especially in terms of how they're going to do these movies. And I personally feel like, you know, giving Marvel a little room to play just because they pulled off the last um, phase so well. But with that said, um, Kevin Feige recently came forward and in an interview with, I believe it was The Hollywood Reporter, said that um, certain Marvel characters are going to be previewed in the Disney Plus shows before making their big screen debuts. Now, I don't know if he means that they're going to get a test run and if fans like them, they're going to increase, you know, their um, overall um, influence in the MCU. Like they're going to get more movies or they're going to, you know, show up more in the, you know, big tentpole Avenger type shows. Um, What do you guys think of that? I like, wait, so I guess I, I, I won't necessarily say I like it. What I'll say is it's a good idea if they do something with it. Which means right. if they put out like let's say Miss Marvel sucks, right? Like if they decide okay Miss Marvel sucks, we need to go a different way based on that, then that's cool. Also, the the inverse of that is true. Like let's say they put somebody on screen that they didn't Moon. expect to get a lot of screen time and Moon Knight, <laughs> Moon Knight, yeah. Let's say let's say they put somebody there and it's like oh we didn't expect them to get screen time, but now people love them so much. Such as the same thing they did with uh now they're doing the Boba Fett joint. Like it was oh people wanted to see it we gave it to them oh they liked it cool now we're gonna give them a whole series, like so, it, it can be a blessing and a curse I guess we just gotta figure out which one it'll be. No, nah, but I think I think this is different though. This isn't a we might put this person in this show and then we'll make a decision based on how fans respond. It I thought it was more of a we gonna put them on Disney Plus prior to their big screen debut, meaning we have yeah. no intention on bringing them to the big screen, just not before they get their prequels on. But the, the but. term preview, the term preview means, hey, you get to see them, but- Before like, the main view, it's the pre 
viewing. The main viewing is the film. <laughs> but if it sucks, but if it sucks, then I don't want to see anything. But, like, if but you put I mean, they're smart. They, they're smart. If it don't make money, they're not going to do it. If if the if Miss Marvel flops or She Hulk flops, of course they're not going to make She Hulk a main character in the MCU. But or as far as having her own movie, but if she pops up in the Avengers, we've already got the background for who she is, and we don't have to yeah. worry about that. And now she can just show up and throw a car, and yeah. and beat up her cousin, and then slide off in the and, in the Avengers movie, and we okay. understand who she is. Yeah. And kind of what I was thinking too, some of these like interchangeable roles, kind of like what Loft brought up um, last week or the week before with um, Ant Man kind of stepping up for Spider-Man. And then once they got Spider-Man, they kind of slid him in. It exactly. might be something like that where, oh, hey, yeah. we could put She-Hulk here. She would be great to be in She-Hulk Ragnarok or something. And then She-Hulk flops and they're kind of like, eh, let's go ahead and swap her out and just make that Captain Marvel or make yeah. that regular Hulk or something along those lines. So, so that's one what I'm th thinking. The one thing I did think also about it is, does this mean that we're not necessarily getting season one, season two, season threes when we see these characters? Like if, Moon, if Moon Knight does really well, do they now move him into the move, movies move. and the yeah. films only? And we never get like a season two. So I, I wonder, or if he doesn't do well, does that mean he'll just have small cameos in movies? Because we're not going to invest a whole season two of Moon Knight if season one flopped. Right. And yeah, it sounds like question. it's both. When I when I read the article and, and read the quotes from Feige, he talked about the fact that he be that, that the initial effort is to preview these characters, right? Or test them out. That's the right. word that I saw was test. Test these characters before a theatrical debut. Hell of a test. Yeah. So <laughs> to me, that could be two things. It could be we want to see how people respond to these characters to determine whether we even want to have like what iteration or what strengths or weaknesses they have in terms right. to the audiences. So how we want to write them into our movies. It could also mean there might be only two spots available and they're going to pick the one that has the stronger interest. So in other words, Battle we can Royale. only have two cameos. <laughs> We're going to have Miss Marvel in there since everybody crazy about her, as opposed to we're not going to pick up, um, you know, Miss America. We're gonna use Miss Marvel instead. Right. Yeah. You know? Speak um, to the other thing they said was, leaves. Um, <laughs> right. He basically threw a sword Kumite. in the room with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Feige also said that you know what I mean. That the purpose of some of these shows is to really give people an idea of who they are. So it's like introducing right, right. them. Right. Yeah. So I think he's trying which, to do both, which yeah. I think is a good idea. And I, and I, I hate to be that guy, but hey, man, since I'm doing the news, I'm going to go ahead and, <laughs> and just jump out there. But imagine if they'd have been able to do this with Captain Marvel, like they could have introduced us to them, oh, maybe seen some of the flaws that were bruh. there and then fix them before her big screen debut. Bruh, so, I tried to watch Captain Marvel today. <laughs> I did. I tapped out Captain Marvel faster than Wonder Woman. Like, good <laughs> Lord. I was like, yeah, Damn. man. They or, both, you can make arguments that they're both very weak movies. You know what I mean? Like if somebody threw, and, and you know, if I was uh, uh, bashing Wonder Woman and some DC fanboy was like, but what about Captain Marvel? I couldn't just come back and be like, bruh, this was so much know. better. I mean, I would have to watch it again, but it's hard for me to say I watched Wonder Woman 84 before I watched Captain Marvel. No, it's, not, it's very easy to say that. It's extremely I, easy. I just don't think I would Not Wonder Woman 84. I'm never, I, I am so, never watching that movie again. Bro, Has anybody I, I seen Captain point. Marvel since? Did I, hear you? Did I mishear you? I'm, I'm saying I'm saying Captain Marvel is better than Wonder Woman 84. I am too. 
Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. And I think, think it is so? slightly. That's a debate. Absolutely. 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 Not Did, think. No. Can you I give? Know. Can you? Can somebody right. give um, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody give uh, take that voice box away from Rob. <laughs> like you think so? Yes, we know so. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh no, man, no, because like I said, I tried to watch. I, I was I was able to sit through Wonder Woman. I couldn't sit through Captain Marvel because you yeah. hadn't seen Wonder Woman. Yet. You hadn't seen Wonder Woman before. You seen Captain Marvel? Go, go watch no, it again. I haven't. I've never watched Captain Marvel all the way through. I always try and I always get to like the first fifteen. 20 minutes and can't finish it here's a question nah. but but that means that means you probably fit you, you and exactly that means you finished in game and everything else before so it was really no need to go back <laughs> right but you had no anticipation I, still i feel I watched, like i just watched uh age of ultron yesterday sat through the whole thing like, <laughs> i know why <laughs> the tnt test <laughs> but it's interesting too because i actually think that cap marvel probably is better see brie we love you at the BCU, but <laughs> you I think that it's not by much. It's like, all right, one is a five and one is a six and a half or something like that. Like yeah. the, the degrees yeah. of bad, like I'm probably never going to watch either, either of those of again. You know what I mean? Like yeah. once was enough and I'm good, you know, unless, you know, my niece or somebody is like, ah, oh, please, Captain Marvel's so I, cool. Sure, like, all right. I'm sure I'll watch Captain Marvel again once my daughters get a little older and they're exactly. interested in these movies. But yeah, I, outside of that, I agree with you. But <laughs> I do I do feel like Captain Marvel, the first one, could be like Captain America's first movie where we all left that zone like, Ugh. That's what I'm hoping. And then the next two would like that. So, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping yeah. she has that turnaround too. Yeah, I love but, the fact that the director that they picked has a lot to prove. And yeah. she's been, you know, um, sort of pegged to do that second film. And I also like the fact that it's probably going to have Monica Rambeau, you yeah. know, um, yeah. explored a little deeper in that movie, right. too. Yeah, and it seems like the, I'm hoping that they've kind of heard some of the uh, criticism of the last movie and are angling to fix it. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. we joke about it, but... Brie Larson, before she took the Captain Marvel role, was considered like a, a very good actress. So she has the potential. <laughs> she, she still is. She just not she, good in Captain. But not in Captain. But not as Captain <laughs> Marvel. And I think she that. <laughs> but I think she has the potential to hey. to bring that talent to the Captain hey. Marvel character I'm, and I'm, actually make uh, Carol Danvers what we expected to see. But. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. For the faith I'm convinced, convinced y'all really like Brie Larson because this is like <laughs> nah, you nah, James B. James B. Passioner. Yeah. Hey man, all, this is the I first got, nice got, thing he said about Brie yeah. Larson the whole show. Like, see, I was, I was six months. Hey, I was Dane, remember, I got, remember, I was talking about Michael J. White and he was talking about Brie Larson. <laughs> I was about I was to say, I got danger. three words for you, Michael J. White. But speaking of how much Jonathan loved Wonder Woman '84. Oh, uh, we got some more Snyder Cut news. Um, oh, apparently, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League is rumored to be a four-hour movie. Now, um, <laughs> that's a long, long time to be watching. I know that there were rumors that they were breaking it up, like it was going to be more episodic and you would have to tune in every week. I guess the latest rumor of the week, man, and I, I don't know if this is Snyder. I don't know if this is DC, but we get a lot of conflicting information when it comes to the Justice League you know, reboot or Snyder cut. So I don't know what y'all guys think about a four uh, hour movie. I don't know if it's going to be worth it. I hope it is. Uh, what do you guys think? 
We got to hey, watch a four-hour movie for 30 minutes of extra footage? Really? <laughs> as long as he dragging out this news and rumors that he be dropping, I'm not surprised, though, because he been dragging this joint out for yeah, the, a year now. And, and what I don't know from the news is if is it going to be one... I've, what I gather it is, is it's going to be one it's actual a four movie. Hour mo- yes, four it's, hours. A, it's a four-hour movie. But so how, how long rumors, was the first joint? Two and a half. Two hours, it? two and a half. But I think that there were rumors that they were going to break it up. So I don't know if they're saying, hey, here's the four hour movie. We're releasing it all at once. You can watch it back to back or it's going to be. How long was that movie, John? Does anyone recall the Batman versus Superman extended cut and how long that was? I've never seen it. Didn't you you watch it at home, John? Yes, I watched it. I got it on DVD. Yeah, that was like three hours. How long is that? Three hours, 20 two, minutes or something? Two, nah, it was like two and a half. It felt like three. Ooh, it felt like three. <laughs> and that's why like I three. didn't watch it. <laughs> I actually, but it's good, Dane. It'll make you like the mm-hmm. movie better. James, I mean, we, James, we James, James. Hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Time out, time out. Hold on, hold on. James, James, coming from you, that means nothing. <laughs> but, I'm, and, and, hey, man, if Rob was here, he backed me up. But Of course the original, <laughs> the original in the movie theater. DC. The original in the movie theater, I didn't like as much. This gave a little bit more context to a story that wasn't very strong and gave you a little bit more action. So I, I liked it better. It made me enjoy the movie more. Um, it, the sad thing was Wonder Woman was probably the best thing in that movie. So yeah. The original, original Justice League movie was two hours and that joint felt like three. Hold um, on. They, it's, it's, two, it's twice as long as the original? It's twice, twice as, long as long as the original. original. And, and see, that that's why it's hard long. to know um, what's true or not when it comes from Schneider? Because again, he's saying he's got all this extra footage for a four-hour movie. You would think. Have you seen any new footage in that trailer other than right. Dark Seed? No, Dark no. But it's the trailer. Man, it's the that, trailer. Man record, that, that man record. everything. That man record out to the summer. Movie. He recorded a new movie to put on top of the first one, trying to pass <laughs> yep. it off as uh, old <laughs> footage. <laughs> Do, hey, do his, but, uh, so it's not a cinematography style, man. We don't need to see a four-hour doom and nah. doom dark. And it's gonna have like a long musical montage at some point where he's yeah. playing like music yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I just I was excited for it, but now I mean a year ago I was excited for it. Like we really have been talking about this for um, I remember <laughs> us we were low-key having a conversation in March. Yeah. Like, Jonathan and... thought it would never happen. I signed the petition. <laughs> hey, release the hey, Snyder cut. Hey, so you, so like this is dang, this is dangerous territory, man. Because you got to think, like, if we think about some of the the greatest double disc rap albums of all time, right? <laughs> like, you're not supposed <laughs> to put out like people just doing it now. Yeah, but you're not supposed to do that unless you got the skills to hold a right. double disc album. Even and Jay, a lot of double discs that would have been dope if they were single content, right? And he had to go back yeah. and do a two point one. Because like, yeah, that that was just too much, right? You just got to right. be careful. It's some, it's a solid album, but it's just yeah. too much. So if you think about the films that's like at a three hour mark or more, you got Wolf of Wall Street at three hours, right? Classic. <laughs> that Dancing didn't feel like three hours. Three hours, classic. Dancing with the Wolves, three hours and one minute, classic. If Rob was here, he'd be jumping through the screen. He would. Avengers <laughs> Endgame, three hours and two minutes, classic. Green Mile, three hours, nine minutes, classic. Titanic, three hours, 14 minutes. Hey, you might not like it, but it's a classic, right? It was highest yeah. gross in all time until they re-released Endgame. Schindler's List, three hours, 15 minutes, classic. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, three hours, 21 minutes. The Godfather he two, didn't say classic. three hours, 22 uh, minutes, classic. But now let me ask you this. Like, does 
being able to view it at home in a digital format, like change it for y'all. Like you can yes, kind of make your own halfway intermission, yeah. you know, because no. I know a lot of those movies, even in game, well, man, I was doing a, a hammer dance, like you know, holding, in right. credit. <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom, bathroom breaks. <laughs> But think, but think the Irishman, the Irishman was so good, but that was three and a half hours, and that joint kind of hurt. Yeah, I didn't think I it was that good. Yeah, it I, that's yeah, that's hurt. why I have. That's why I still have not watched that joint. Every time yeah. I go to put it on, I'm like three and a half. Yeah, you yes. gotta yeah. watch it in two Feel parts, it, and I feel like we're gonna have to do. But John, that. every movie that you named, I don't think yes. any of them had to be three hours. They still could have been <laughs> classics at two forty-five yes, or something. They could like have. That. Yeah. They could have. And all of them was like had scenes and stuff like that that could have got cut. But yep. they just felt like, you know, I just want to tell my whole story and the studio supported it. Mm-hmm. I think with I think of it like this. I think there's something different with the analogy that you brought up with the CDs, double mm-hmm. disc. That's you putting together a body of work because you got so much good music, or at least that's how you perceive your music. So you put out the project. Right. This, I think, is like if you ever wrote a paper, got graded on it, and then the teacher said, here, here you go. Here's your paperback. You got a D. Mm-hmm. Turn it back in. Right. So with Snyder having the ability to go back and do revisions over stuff that got cut initially and to add those actors back in to sort of redo some stuff. If it's not good, I, I mean, that's probably valid to, to predict, but I think it's going to be better. So I think it's I mean, if it's not better or if it's just the same, then that says a lot about Snyder. So I'm going to ask this. I'm going to ask everybody. If Snyder Cut, which it probably will, if Snyder Cut have Cyborg showing up in the tinfoil suit for the whole it four hours. It almost has to. Like, you can't fix that. He has that. to. That ain't, you can't yeah. fix Why that. You can't fix that. <laughs> that is Why you can't fix that? It's CGI. It's CGI. Just fix it. Yeah, but you know how much that costs, though. He, ain't, he and, probably ain't got the budget for it. And it just looks so bad. Movie, cut an hour off the movie, and then you, got to, you can afford it. They literally would have to start over, like from scratch, because it looks so bad. There's no like tweaking it and fixing it, at least in my opinion. But I, I would just take it was CW level. Yeah, just let the character show up, whatever clothes he had. Well, that'll be bad. <laughs> <laughs> just got all the uh, wife beaters, the sweatsuit, some Jordans, use the track, use the track suit, and the motorcycle helmet from the show, not the black, the black joint. Yeah, but man, with that said, man, I'm I'm still hopeful and excited. He said it. Oh, with that, he said, with that, he said, with that, it's the same thing. I'm still hopeful for it, but you know, we'll see. I'm still not sure what version of the movie we're gonna get. I guess once we get closer to, I think it's a a June or July release, we'll we'll know better. Um, speaking of, before before you move on to the next thing, James, I just want you to know. That we gonna have a field day on that John if it's bad. <laughs> I, me, me and John gonna go in so hard, uh, on that uh, <laughs> and deservedly so because I mean he's is is getting hyped up, man. And I feel like Snyder f- is looking at this like his last shot or one shot to kind of redeem himself and keep his name hot. So well, if he's doing all of this, it's not gonna end well. Yeah, we'll see. But like I said, speaking of Snyder. Um, Army of the Dead teaser trailer was just released. Um, I think we all had a chance to watch it. What do you guys think of the uh, Army of the Dead uh, teaser trailer? Because again, I think I'm just a Snyder fan. Um, you are. I loved um, you are. Um, Dawn of the Dead. So I'm actually looking forward to this, but I know sometimes I can be uh, the, the hopeful amongst the bunch. So what y'all think? So I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Dawn of the Dead. I actually love that movie. 
but this did not have that same feel as that movie to me. Yeah, it's, but it's just a it's just a teaser. It's just right. a teaser. So I mean, maybe when we get more, I, I'll get more of that feel. But I, I really enjoy, it. and I I guess I'm a Ving Rhames fan too. So Ving Rhames yeah. and just and about Mekhi anything Fife. I watch. Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty black cast for a zombie <laughs> movie, man. It was diverse for its time. When, when did yeah. that come out? Two thousand five ish. Two thousand four, maybe three. Four, oh, okay. four. Yeah. four. Was it four? Four. I'm waiting for Lob to jump. I'm about to say, I feel like Jonathan has something because he has stats ready to go. I don't have nothing to add to it. We already talked about it. You know, I mean, my anticipation is, is you know, I'll watch it. You know, and I have a lot of expectations. Hopefully, it'll it'll exceed my expectations. Yeah, the, teaser, the, the teaser was so short it really didn't give you a whole lot it, it looked more like an action movie than anything yeah yeah i mean it's in one way i, I think it's very it has a lot of potential because i think it, it does show us and confirm that a lot of these action heroes or at least castmates are going to have a lot of artillery and guns and we're so used to the zombie flick where people are scrounging around for whatever weapons are available like they're not loaded up with the artillery and armor and all of this yeah. stuff ready to go right. in and fight like, zombies. Like John so, last for dead looking for ammo and using last sticks and sharpening the end of a toothpick. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, John I like think that. what we, what we could, could predict is that we know Snyder is very good with action sequences and the slow motion and all of that. Like it could be some cool stuff. Um, so, but I don't think it's going to be much more than that. I don't think we're going to walk away feeling like, man, that movie was so good, man. I just can't wait to watch it again. It has such a great story. And, you know, I don't think we're going to get all that. I think it's just going to be a real good popcorn flick where we get a lot of action. And I think that Snyder's cool with that. I think that if he delivers that, he feel like he did his job. Yeah. You know what's interesting? And, and, and this might break Jonathan's heart, but I actually think that the closer we get to a lot of things going straight to streaming, that might start becoming the case. Like the Netflix standard of movie just might become the standard because everything is streaming now. So we'll start getting movies that are just like, yeah, this was good because it was just something. So we have content and you know, it'll have big names and stuff, but it won't necessarily have the same plot. Cause I know that we look into that and we look for plot and we look for things to kind of make sense and string together. But I almost wonder if your average movie goer cares about that at yeah. this point like it's starting to feel like it's going away i was hopeful initially that when we got streaming we would get more of these indie directors that would focus on that and we would get right. better movies but maybe we'll just have a, a strange mix of both because a yeah. lot of these movies again i, I watched uh your boy mackie and outside, outside the lines and you know it's just kind of more the same um entertaining enough for a saturday night but not mm-hmm. something you want to go back and make your favorite movie man it doesn't have like you know matrix we rewatch factors it's not the godfather it's it's mackie uh, what do you like any john do you like anything on mcdonald's menu um, <laughs> so the, the white the white tiger with no, no, answer the question, man. No, he he's literally asking you about. Do you like anything on McDonald's menu? If I if back in my day when I was drunk, that's not what he club, asked you either. That's <laughs> not what he asked you. So you don't like the fries? That's the only reason to eat sloppies. That's the only time you eat sloppies. You don't like the fries? No, that's a bomb. Yeah, I mean, oh, okay, the, the fries are bomb. Like that's what you said. When like you get them hot and salty and crisp, yes, hot, crispy, salty trash. fries. Apple pie. Like, sometimes they be soggy. Once they sog, no. Ugh. The new apple pie is trash, but the I'm old just one was bad. No, just the fries. <laughs> Fish fillet? Nope. 
The McGriddle. Uh, That's the only thing I eat. Rib, no. Not griddle. The, 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 the McGriddle is okay for breakfast. Hey, man. That's, That's the only thing I eat. Egg. Jonathan be like, I'm eating at Morton's or Roof, Roof Crest. Right. I I will. That's, what, that's your problem. <laughs> this is, that's Netflix problem. for you. Yeah. Netflix going to give you something here and there. But other than that, so, it's just so going to be quick stuff that you moment. watch and probably don't watch yeah. again. The right, shows. So I got, I had, yes. Yeah, I had three comments. So first, <laughs> Mackie came to mind. Then the White Tiger came to mind because you talked over me. <laughs> Word association. Great job. Because you asked me about something that I did like on the menu. And by the menu, I, I would say that would be the way to go. Um, and as an indie director, as far as I know, that was a, a pretty damn decent movie. If you want to watch White Tiger. Netflix. Yes, check that one out. Yeah, I liked it, it a lot. And as it relates to hip hop, because we were talking about hip hop, same thing, too much of anything, right? Remember, we only used to get an album once a year, once every other year from your favorite artist. Now you yeah. got content galore and nothing is really that good. Everybody releasing something and you can go to YouTube. Everybody's a rapper. That's what like Netflix has become or the movie industry. It's just yeah. too much. And that's what I'm afraid of, because, again, HBO and everybody else, HBO Max are, are if, if if they continue releasing things via streaming, that's still up in the air. When, um you know, 2022 comes, they might start putting movies back in the theater. They haven't yep. really committed either way. But I guess the test will be the um, what is it? The little little things with um, Jared Leto and Denzel Washington, little movies like that. Are they going to be? quality movies because again these other streaming content um providers are gonna start having to give us content right. or what you're gonna happen is people will have hbo max for a week or a day watch it cut it off you know what i mean and they so want james, people to be continuously subscribing so james you think the little thing is gonna be the test you don't think it's gonna be mortal Kombat? <laughs> <laughs> you're right you're right we did bring up the kumite earlier <laughs> oh man good old mortal Kombat, man that's probably got one of the best casts <laughs> on paper today one, one of the best casts you've never heard of never right heard of. <laughs> well i guess uh, that brings us to our next piece of news uh speaking of casts um matt damon has joined the cast of thor uh love and thunder again marvel I guess with these movies becoming bigger and bigger and Love and Thunder kind of being funny and, and Matt Damon having a previous cameo in a Thor movie. I don't know if he's cast to play the same role. If I he's going so. to do another, you know, similar you type so. funny cameo. I do. I, it would be so much funnier <laughs> if, if they have him reprise his role. You know, and that joke would be hilarious because he just becomes a spoof. Like yeah. he could he could become... Yeah. He could become the new guy that just shows up in all the movies dressed yep. as someone else. Like, yep. That would yeah. be hilarious. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought when you Rob wanted Schneider. him to be another uh, actor acting as Loki since Loki's I mean, not, not necessarily that, uh, like, acting like Loki, but, you know. But just like in a general, right? thing. Yeah. Yeah, he could be, uh, was it Rob Snyder? Like, you can do it. He just started right, popping yeah, up in everything. Yeah. <laughs> Every time Adam Sandler has something. Now, Rob do you Snyder, think that this yeah. is going to be like a trend? And not, not, not even specifically for Matt Damon, man, but when we get into this, you know, Marvel craziness multiverse where we're going to get cameos, you know, not necessarily big tentpole roles from guys, but just cameos that are, you know, a fan of the genre and just kind of want to pop up. Or do you think this is going to be isolated to Matt? I think it's isolated to YTZ. For real. True. I think that, <laughs> yeah, true. He is I think wild. the way yeah. he makes his films and the fact that I think he's growing in terms of his relationships. I think people know that they can kind of do those things in that type of movie. I couldn't see Kugler doing that. If you're a cameo in Kugler film, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like a cameo, but it's gonna be substantive and it's gonna right. be like, oh, did you see so and so in the background? Right, right. But it ain't gonna be to be funny. 
And I think it just depends on the directors. I just think, you know, I think uh, Waititi's just doing this for his for his film film. Right. So if, as long as there are further Thor's or that you know he's directing, I but, do think it could be a trend for those. Kugler was in Kugler's film, which is Kugler <laughs> <laughs> himself yeah, up there doing the dance. I keep hearing that Wale was in the joint, but I like never. I've never sure. seen him. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yet. And I can't confirm it because you know it's like nobody really has a photo or a screenshot. Mm. That'd be messed up if I was Wale and I got in that movie and they like cut me out. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that's what it was. was point. The, if he got it, if he got his check, I think he'd be all right. Yeah, yeah I mean, you get your check good. No, nah, Wale set, don't man. need that money. But I think paid. he wanted to be able to say, you know. I was in there. You see me in there. <laughs> he wanted yeah, to be okay. like he wanted to be like Ghostface in the uh, the Iron Man joint. <laughs> yeah, he had a lyric and everything. And he just had to scrap. Like, damn, they cut me out. Go ahead, and just take this off the album. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and one more quick question on the Matt Damon thing, man. Do you think he's wasted in this way? Like, do you think that he should have had more of a nah, higher profile character? He'd have messed something up trying to be. I couldn't see him as. I mean, they're actual character. There are characters he could be. I just don't know if they exist in mm-hmm. Thor's universe, in Thor's like world, home world, and it seems like that's where they keep they keep putting him for now. Yeah, it's wild, it's wild hearing y'all say that because I told John this a long time ago. Matt Damon was my number one choice for Captain America. Really? Yeah. How about you? Why? How about you had a Chris Pines. I mean, I think Chris Pine, I think Chris Pine became what happened to Chris Pine after the fact. Like after the fact, Chris Pine became more prominent. I was like, well, he'd be perfect. But but at the beginning, I just thought Chris Evans just nothing he did ever looked like Captain America to me. Yeah. Yeah. His voice, the way he talks, uh, the fact that he gained weight and you know, put on muscle, it definitely helped a lot. And like I can definitely accept him as cat, but initially. I just think Matt was a better actor and everything. Like I just thought Jason Bourne kind of gave me yeah, but sort of that vision for it. He would have had to be in better shape than Jason yeah, Bourne. Yeah, he would have uh, had to, yeah, man. They all yeah. do it. So he would have did it. Yeah, yeah but he would I don't know. I don't know if he's program. So like I said, I could see him doing something else. I just don't know what it would be off the top yeah. of my head. And that was kind of my question. Cause like, you know, we all often see yeah. like personally, the kind of how they did Idris, like you yeah, that get was a waste. actors and Bro, you kind of just waste them you know what i mean yeah. so um i was just curious what the group felt felt about that um, no matt damon will end up in a dc film in a little while watch yeah <laughs> like for I real guess, he'll, he'll be a that. character in dc so um moving on to the next topic um one of our favorite series that we reviewed um the boys um reportedly is coming out um, with the story arc from its third season. And I actually didn't read this um, because it was a separate graphic novel, but the story arc behind it is going to be Herogasm. (laughs) And basically in traditional boys fashion, it's going to be weird and wacky. Um, What happens is the uh, heroes plan to, um, uh, well, they basically tell the world like, hey, we're going off to stop this intergalactic threat, the equivalent of like a Thanos or something. But in reality, they're having their own like hedonism, you know, carnival type getaway where no holes are barred and they're having this wild sex orgy on a, you know, a remote place that's away. It's almost like secret wars for like sex fiends and, <laughs> and typical boy style. I'm sure it's going to be crazy. Um, what do you guys think about that with the third story arc? And also, if I recall correctly, um, 
uh, my man from Supernatural, Jensen Ackles. I can't remember the name of, of the character that he has, but apparently during this um, hero gasm, him and um, Homelander, Soldier Boy, Homelander. Homelander. Yes, they, they, they be smashing. They do the yeah, gay smash. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so what do y'all think smash. about that yeah. coming up? So what? Is that the whole? Is this the I, whole I, season or just an right? Episode? No, like, it's, did it's, they? okay. It's season three, episode six. It's called Hero Gasm. Hero Gasm is actually something where there's a. It's it's published as the heroes are going to go off to to what Jane said. It's published as the heroes are going to go off and do something. But what it is is it's really. Vought or Vought, I can't even say it. And Check they that. organize it so that they can, so that basically it's the heroes blowing off steam so that they don't fry everybody like Homelander thought he was going to do in season two. So in that, in the hero gasm, in that orgy, there is a sex scene in the graphic novel between Soldier Boy and, uh, Homelander. Homelander, yeah. Now, Kripke said that that specific scene won't be in it, uh, but okay. everybody, but almost everything mm-hmm. else will. So they, so they, they basically like balls to the wall. Now, we if we get canceled, we get canceled. Let's put yes. everything. Yeah. In yeah. Is this that's, is that's this what, just is it just the seven? I mean, not to say that y'all would even know because apparently he said I'm tackling something that fans have asked me to tackle all this time. Yeah. He he really could just do any type of iteration of it. It could be a bunch of offshoot characters that don't mm-hmm. matter. And I think and that's seven what might the original have one or two was. people that go. Yeah. yeah. You it know, it might original. not really be focused on all of them. Yeah, it had all the, you know, superheroes there. You know what I mean? Basically mm-hmm. it's their big vacation to get away. Yeah. What's interesting is one of the craziest stories that they never really touched on. <laughs> and it's weird. So I don't know if Dan, you didn't read the boys, did you? No, nah, I didn't. So I might be, you know, unique in, in knowing this, but basically there's a character that they call Tech Knight that's kind of like their Batman, kind of Iron Man, kind of hybrid. Um, but he had a sidekick called Laddie. But basically <laughs> Tech Knight had this weird, like, and and they don't really explain where it came from, but he just couldn't stop, like, humping stuff. And basically he humps Laddie, and Laddie, you know, has this, like, complaint against him and has to leave, and they have to kick him out the seven. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but if we're getting in the heat, um, hero-gasm, I'm just curious if they're going to go down some of those, you know, lines eventually. But I just don't know how crazy. Like now you mentioned it, they should. With it. I, <laughs> yeah, it's I funny, wouldn't... man. This, I wouldn't object this, to it. This, I mean, they did the thing with the deep. So exactly, this don't sound way too similar to some real life stuff. With <laughs> exactly, where, what was it? The man, the man Epstein had the island. Was that yeah, him? Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Epstein sound, island. Yep. That's kind of what I like. I, like, I don't know if I really necessarily am gonna be just so being as though I didn't read the comic, but I think just hearing about them introducing stuff like this is what I love about the boys is that they tackle stuff that happens in real life. Mm-hmm. So today's, you know, comment about Epstein, like that's what this joint be showing you is the flaws in people with power. Yeah, They're just superpowers. Yep. So people with superpowers would do stuff like that and have mm-hmm. an island and do what they want and who going to stop them. So yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of dope. Like, Knowing and also knowing that James bringing up Tech Knight, that there's still characters that they can bring in with yeah. so many of them that get killed off. There's just more mm-hmm. and more people that they can bring parodies right. of into the show. And it's interesting, you know, because a lot of this stuff is, you know, 
um, parody and satire on the real world. I'm, I'm curious if, you know, um, Gareth um, Ennis that wrote this, if I'm sure he did know about these crazy Hollywood type parties and Dane touched on it with like the Epstein thing. Like Epstein's probably not the only person that has his own wild, you know, orgy island type yeah, parties. Right. You know what I mean? Like you you get Diddy and all these guys yeah. notorious for having crazy, you know, parties, you know, not saying like the child molest part of it, Diddy, <laughs> not trying to drag your name through the mud, but I'm just saying that there's like pretty wild, you know, parties, man. When you hear some of the behind the scenes stories that, you know, um, celebrities can have so tying that into the boys i think is interesting with that i think um we're going to get to a, a quick trailer did anybody have a chance to watch godzilla vs um kong trailer it, it just dropped today and probably like an hour or two ago um i know this ain't the most highly anticipated movie and this kind of gets to what we were talking about before with some of these like popcorn theater kind of you know not heavy on the plot, heavy on the action that we might start getting with streaming. What'd you guys think about the uh, Godzilla vs. Kong trailer? I, I and did y'all like the I original? I got a problem with it because I'm trying to figure out <laughs> how come uh, King Kong only talks to a little girl and her doll baby. Why, why, why you sound so calm about it? Yeah, why you whispering? <laughs> like, you ain't never this calm. He's King Kong. King, King <laughs> Kong. Because <laughs> it's 2021 and I'm trying to be more positive, but I'm having a difficult time <laughs> when I see a trailer where A, King Kong is somehow captured, which every other movie, he's so vicious, you can't capture him. And B, um, he only speaks to a little girl and the, the little girl's doll baby. Like, why are we adding that? Why is that the script we're going with? It to make always sense ha- it's always, a, it's always a little these, kid, man. These characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's usually a white woman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was about to say, it's yeah, normally yeah, a white you're right. woman. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. King Kong is a white woman, yeah. Hey, but, but you know what? And, and again, I, I, I tend to be the more positive of the group. So I think mm. that the action looks good. But the worst part of these Godzilla King Kong movies is us. Like, if you just take out, they always try to add the human element and give us reasons to have our actors and actresses in it. But ultimately, you just want to see King Kong and Godzilla fight. Right. But they always try, like Jonathan say, to humanize it. Like, oh, he talks to a little girl. He's got the heart of gold. You know, it's just like, <laughs> man, let Kong be Kong, man. Right. <laughs> and it's funny because the whole premise is like almost that nature had these titans sort of hidden to balance things out and set things right is if we're destroying the earth. And so for us to be like still doing that, it don't make sense that Godzilla was side with humanity. Right. Yeah. And then God, but it does look like Godzilla and King Kong want to stop kind of establish some type of beef. I was actually surprised to see Godzilla look like the villain. Most of the trailer, like King Kong is the good guy. Right. But Godzilla was the good guy in the previous two films. So it's just exactly. that's, that's the part yeah. that was kind of throwing me like yeah. and, y'all going to just like organically create this issue. I, I think a, a better way of doing it, in my opinion, would have been for both of them to fight just because they run into each other. But there's a yeah. common but there's a common yeah. enemy and that's they both have to fight a worse bad guy. That's what right. I thought happened in, uh, I think, the original, which came out in the 80s. Um. And so that's what I thought they was going to do here. But it looked like they just got beef out the gate. (laughs) Didn't they do didn't they do away with all the other bad guys in the in the last Godzilla movie? Didn't they have like three or four? Yeah, but at the end they they had an after credit scene. And the after credit scene was that that evil guy with the he was trying to buy the Titans and stuff. He had the head of uh I think it was um 
the three-headed joint. Yeah, that yeah. that dragon joint. Like, yeah. and he was like, "I'll take it." So I thought, "Oh, okay, they're gonna make him build Mecha Godzilla with that oh, head yeah. somehow," <laughs> and that could still happen. Right. But, Maybe that's what they ultimately team up to fight against. Yeah. But Lav, I think you had a good point because um maybe that's why godzilla turns because you're kind of seeing a trailer they're saying he's attacking us for some reason we don't oh, know why yeah, Godzilla's gone, but but maybe he's tied like man y'all still dumping stuff in the oceans man i got <laughs> you know um carry out a uh, wing uh, <laughs> godzilla like styrofoam platters floating on my head man godzilla like, godzilla like i got kids man he's like i got kids <laughs> So maybe that's part of it. Uh, you know, that's why he starts going off. I mean, we'll see. The one positive note that I do like about it is that it's going to be on streaming immediately because I don't have to go to the theater yeah. to see it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you can just pull it up and watch it. And, you know, if it's bad, we just cut it off and I not feel like I wasted it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I also wasn't really particularly sure how they were going to explain how Kong got the size of Godzilla. Yeah. Um, I'm still wondering about that because I was about to ask the same question. How are they the same size? Yeah, at first they kind of show that they're similar in size with Kong and him fighting on an aircraft carrier, which was kind of corny to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, th- there's certain scenes where you're like somebody in the creative team said, what if they were on an <laughs> aircraft carrier fighting? <laughs> That's the stuff where it make it corny because it's like because you got to bring the threat the the human threat into it right like we have to be a part of this exactly and that and it shows scale of size you can't tell just how large they are without putting them beside humans so I see why they why they're doing that at least they're not fighting in New York City right <laughs> yeah but thankful they, that yeah it's they not just did yet. Tokyo they, they shouldn't same they thing shouldn't, <laughs> yeah like, they oh, should do Tokyo fit. instead. They shouldn't fit on a helicraft carrier. <laughs> right. Thank you. Right. If you're as tall as skyscrapers in one scene, you right. shouldn't be able to stand on an aircraft carrier. And the aircraft carrier is still floating. My Thank you. <laughs> with two of these Titans yeah. fighting on it and the you boat just floating like it's normal. <laughs> so yeah. uh, what's, the, what's the largest aircraft carrier? What's the size of the largest aircraft carrier? I think that matters because there are some pretty damn big aircraft carriers. Yeah, but not none big enough to hold two size two skyscrapers that are fighting each other. Well, clearly they are because they did it in the movie. Wait, wait, this is the thing y'all want to point an issue out with, not the little girl with her teddy bear who's talking to King Kong. See, John, something's going just, on with your superpowers, Captain. Yeah, yeah Captain Cynicism. You must be around twenty twenty one. You was optimistic last week. 2021. Oh, 2021 is your kryptonite. Oh, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> 2021 <laughs> is your kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what happened when he's uh, indoors. But speaking of his uh, cynicism, I saved the best for last. I know this was supposed to be mid-run sheet, fellas, but um, <laughs> the Superman Lois trailer has been released <laughs> on the WB. Hey. <laughs> so before you go away, you you miss your meat chef. It was speaking of kryptonite. Was, was your, <laughs> he said you missed you your gotta, meat chef. You gotta work on. <laughs> you gotta work on your meat chef, man. Yeah. <laughs> See, Rob ain't here, so I'm not yeah. in, entertaining that man. Yeah. Just looking at life. I know he, he's glad that he didn't have to do I'm, the news today. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little upset that y'all are using that even when Rob is not here. <laughs> but. What do y'all think of the trailer? Hey, Did y'all we... have a chance to watch it? Because, and again, man, I, I know I'm probably the, one of the last. It's okay, man. It. It. James, 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 it looks okay. It's okay. The only you don't have one to do this. Still watching the look, hey, James, no, James, no, James, it looked good, James, man. Do it it looked yeah. damn good. Thank it looked very good. <laughs> it looked damn it does. good. 
It does. Hey, hey, just for all everybody listening, James saved this for last because he knew it looked damn good. And he <laughs> wanted, wanted hey, the joy of having to it's, hear it's us. It's been a minute since they had something good, good on the WB. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> yes, James, you might actually have some backup on this yeah. one. I told you in the group, uh, I got your back on this one because I'm definitely going to check it out after <laughs> seeing that trailer because that trailer definitely looked good. I was, yeah, the trailer like, did I was, look good. I was mad because it, it sort of pissed me off like, why can't we get another Superman movie? Like if y'all can, if y'all right. can do this, right. yeah. why can't we get another Superman movie? But yeah, and, it, it looks and what's good. interesting too is I, I think his name is um, Tyler Hoskins or Taylor Hoskins that is yeah, playing he, the new Superman. My man well, he, from another WB level show, Team Wolf, <laughs> actually. But he was already super everything and he was already everything and he was already he was already uh he was already Superman on in the Flash joint. Yeah, and the Flash is Like I think he's he he has done a good job in the part like he looks pretty good as superman which surprised me after seeing him in team wolf and it seems like i don't know if it's because of covid i don't know if it's because they cut arrow and everything else that they got a little bit more budget but it looks like the 4cw the looks good it looks yeah, like a, 4CW. it's like, a, it's like mm-hmm. a, a movie thing yeah, yeah i think yeah. they at least yeah. for this first episode, now you and know it, how CW go, man. The pilot it, might be fire. It does <laughs> by episode three. <laughs> but the 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 storyline looks like something we've never seen from Superman. Superman, yeah. So that I think that in itself is intriguing enough to check it out. At least for the pilot, um, I, I'll probably get two or three episodes in before I have to write it off. I got a feeling it's going to take that natural CW turn at some point, but it, it'll definitely start <laughs> it's, it's off strong. It's got to cross over into the, I don't know what we at, Flash season seven, season eight, yeah, yeah, season <laughs> No, so, don't touch Flash. Please keep it as soon as as soon as, <laughs> as soon as Supergirl show up, that junk will go downhill. I know. <laughs> is it canceled? No, this is our last season this year, yeah, Supergirl's yeah. last season. So I just can't. And Black Lightning, that comes back Superman. soon. He, it's something about his cheekbones or something, man. He just looked evil to me. So just, right. It's something about <laughs> his face. Cheekbones. Yeah, look evil. <laughs> like, that's kind of what I, I like saying about Bizarro <laughs> Superman. When I see say it again, again, John. Say that again. What, what you say, Rob? Say it again. What's going on this <laughs> <laughs> He ain't say chest hair. Rob, he talking to you. <laughs> I know. Hey, but if you seen pictures, if you seen pictures with Tyler with his shirt off, he looked like I he know. got yoked and, and right for the position. So I don't look at those pictures. We got man. chest and we got cheekbones. <laughs> hey, we got blue eyes. You searched up for those, <laughs> Rob. They wasn't in the trailer. I need to know. Uh, you know, Google just sends up pictures and everything else. No, so Google will send nah, me the pictures. I ain't pictures. see those. I ain't see those. <laughs> Google don't send me them pictures. <laughs> you know. So so um it, it it does look good James the show thank you thank you um so um, um I, I don't I guess it's the same writers that wrote the flash which but it looks like a different tone it don't look silly quirky yeah. we're going to you know have a joke Pro- every other sentence probably a different director tone. Yeah. Um, now again uh I, I hold my uh reservations until I actually see it but yeah based on that trailer it looks different now again I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if by the second third episode they throw us a curveball and turn it into Dawson's Creek or, you know, Flash 2.0 or something like that. But so or far- Or Smallville. Or, so yeah, it does or, have that or, Smallville Or Clark and vibe. Lois. That's, <laughs> that's my issue with this joint. It's like, they keep retreading the same thing. Like, yeah, it could go it really in different is. angles, but it's Superman and Lois. Yeah. So yeah. it's only but so much you can do to make right. it fresh and new. I think movies are a little different because you got a two hour window to tell a particular story about a superhero. But whenever you start this, this episodic or, you know, episode sort of format, 
you're just going to end up having Brainiac at some point. And then you got to introduce Lex at some point. And then you just start having different versions of what we already seen three or four times. Yeah, yeah exactly. Who's but yeah, the Phantom is... Stranger? Who's the guy, the, the villain they saying that is the Phantom Stranger in the, in the, the, in the uh, preview, in the trailer? Probably Zod. <laughs> Phantom Stranger, but yeah, it probably is Zod, right? <laughs> but it does seem like it's a Lois and Clark mixed with Smallville, you know, sprinkled in in the CW yeah. universe. So, but it's probably it's, the most promising thing that I've seen, I guess, yeah. maybe since Black Lightning, CW wise, in a while. So, because it's it's starting to get slim pickings, man, as far as, you know, CW stuff, unless you want to watch the romantic comedies. Jonathan, feel free. I got free. a question for you. Why <laughs> do they green let these things for the CW? Why don't just move it to HBO? Yeah. They just do like 45 minute, no commercial free episodes. <laughs> they let it really be gritty. Why? Why are we backing the CW? Because thing? somebody got to keep it because afloat. Warner, because Warner Brothers already making money off of it and they're not going to stop that boat from sailing. Yeah. They got to well, keep they, the network they did, afloat. I think, I think John, to big that answer, they not. I think Warner Brothers has a policy on Superman. He he has to be the Boy Scout. Mm. That's why I think HBO Max is getting the Gotham series because yeah. they're yeah. willing to go there with Batman, but they're not yeah. going to do it with Superman. Okay. And they Titans, you know, is, Lord, is no, on there now. Please don't break no next. <laughs> show that man of steel i don't yeah. know man it's got to be a drinking game we we get to man of steel once at least every other episode so yeah, shout out to zach snyder <laughs> warner brothers just being stupid though because at some point you should you shouldn't you shouldn't have any of your characters limited that way right like you probably be successful by letting superman stretch and change right. that's and really how i mean but I if you felt. really want to if you really want to get down into it we all know why they're doing that like we all know why they're holding on to that as Superman, like because yeah. like it's oh Superman is the American hero. Like we talk about Captain America, but when like Superman, oh he's the he's the white American hero. Like you can't. That's why like if we ever get a black Superman, it won't be good. It'll be bad on purpose. Like yeah, but and that's why I liked what Snyder tried to do with it. I thought it was something interesting and something different. Like he tried to make. Superman more realistic and, and you know people, if a man had these powers for it. Exactly. He got roasted for it. We didn't though. We with you, Zach, on that one. Yeah, but that man versus Superman. Yeah. <laughs> but man <laughs> still, he was going the right track. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the fact that Snyder sort of took a lot of the parallels with Jesus exactly. making Superman mm -hmm. like sort of state like keep him you can keep him good, but the world around him can be sketchy and right, you know, risque and just be violent. Cause that's real life. Yeah. So I think it can be done. I just think Warner Brothers again, they just get, you know, they just get very much traditional when it comes to Superman and yeah. just adverse to anything being somewhat different. And the fans, to be honest, are just as guilty. Right. Cause that's where the outcry came from yep. was not really from Warner Brothers and that destroyed the whole DCEU cause Snyder had to kind of pivot a little bit and they started mm -hmm. trying to make more comical and funny hey be more like marvel you know where he was envisioning a maybe a darker universe and he tried to do it but you can see like after man of steel batman versus superman was still a little dark but you could start seeing it start to transition into what we have today you mean into justice league the basically <laughs> but not the remix justice league remix the justice league remix uh, <laughs> Yo, so that is the end of the news and rumors. Now we get to move into the BCU review. We had two things that we're going to review this week. Um, 
Which one y'all want to do first? WandaVision? WandaVision. Yes, sir. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool, yeah, cool, 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 cool. All right. Well, I ain't know. Maybe y'all just want to jump into the interesting conversation. No, all right. See, I cool. got Julian thinking because I was switching up the news on the fly. He did. Like, <laughs> so, WandaVision, episode three. It was better. It was all right. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it, was be- it was better. Yes, it was better. Um, They moved a lot faster than I thought they would. Um, Not me. I, I expect, see, I didn't expect them to do, I guess I'm going backwards, but whatever. I didn't expect, <laughs> I didn't expect them to move the way they did until episode like four or five. Like, I just, I, I don't know why. I just expected them to take it that slowly. Nah, I said last week we were going to see the kids either in episode three or four at the latest. I, I knew that it was going to happen fast. I'm just happy that they're starting to show some cracks it, in the well, yeah. overall. Let, yeah, let so me, hold on. Let, let, let's start let, from the beginning then. Let's go from the let, beginning. Go ahead, hold on. Let me let me Let me not say I knew it was going to go fast. I knew that if it didn't go fast, <laughs> I wasn't going to watch this shit anymore. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they, they played on the Partridge family and Brady Bunch at the opening, right? And we still yeah. saw all yeah, the little yeah, hexagon yeah. shapes and all of that stuff. Whatever yeah, the hell, a lot of hexagons. Yeah, the house the house was exactly like the Brady Bunch, just flipped backwards. It really? was, but no, it yeah. wasn't exactly. It mm. wasn't exactly the staircase was. Yeah. The staircase the, was um, the kitchen. the The dining room table was, which, and, which and again, the the the, you, the stuff in the kitchen, like the refrigerator and all of that stuff. Yeah, looked it like was. The Brady but they Bunch did the stuff. same. Yeah. They did the same thing with the first two. The first which, two. Were, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This, I'm saying this episode was Brady Bunch. But yeah. that lends to what Loft was saying. In your dreams, a lot of stuff is backwards. So. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if she, you know, her powers are projecting this and creating this little realm or universe. And think, it's kind of like a dream state. And then, you know, they played the, what was it? Um, Daydream Believer. Um, you know, so there were yeah. a lot of hints that Loth might have been on the right track that this is her kind of, you know, well, conjuring I, this in a dream state. I could be mistaken, but I thought at least this was the way I interpreted it. It looked like they started with a certain house, like layout. And as they're progressing it through the change. different decades, it's just evolving to the set um, to look like those other yeah. scenes. But it's like right. the staircase or whatever was already going to have to be oriented that way. Um, uh, I see what you're and saying. the kitchen is still going to be in the kitchen where it was, but they're just it's making just the set be, differently. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. That's yeah, that's true. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. The stairs, yeah, the stairs were there in the other yeah. two sets. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. And and, and we, we as we progressed through the decades, we got color. So, <laughs> and John, you were right about the aspect ratio. I was gonna say that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was going. That was kind of at the end when uh, Rambo got kicked out. It yeah, it jumped back in the widescreen. So that was pretty cool. Speaking mm-hmm. of that, I think that to me that screamed that she's definitely creating that universe. If she was aware enough to actually expel her, her from out. it yeah right, right. Yeah. now again there's several still several references in it to hydra um mm-hmm. i'm just curious because again um maybe when sword was trying to contact her and that's why they're sending people in there maybe sword doesn't know that this is all wanda's doing maybe they think that somebody is manipulating her or right Hydra actually is manipulating oh, her or AIM or one of these other nefarious, well, you know, remember, organizations. Remember in this in in this episode's commercial, the the whole thing was it was Hydra. Yeah. It was Hydra. Yeah. And it said, go anywhere you want to without going anywhere. Yeah. Like, so it was literally just like that to me, that screams, hey, she's doing this 
And not only that, but you talk about the fact that everything was starting to glitch. Like I wrote that in my notes. I was like, yo, she's glitching. Yeah. Like yeah, everything's starting man, to glitch. Uh... Is that when you went to that hydro thing, that hydro soap commercial? Yeah. yeah. Was that a play yeah. on the um Calgon? No, no, but yeah, the wasn't that in the show with Colson? Didn't he? Yeah, have I was just about, about like, to get to that. About the, the soap or something yeah. like that. Now, did you actually? Did y'all? Did well? I know Dane made it to the end, but did you watch um Agents no. of Steel for that? Yeah, Didn't get and, to the end. and it was a small reference, and I, I don't yeah. know if it ties in, if it's just an Easter egg for us like fans, but basically. In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there was a kind of similar episode where Coulson was in um, what they called like the framework. It basically was the Matrix, but it okay. was just like this where they were living lives that, um, right. you know, like Coulson was a teacher and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So they were living everyday lives and no longer Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. And they and were in there. They were in there for it was interesting because I think they were in there for like weeks, but they felt yeah. like they were in there for like three years or exactly. five years. And yeah. there was a comment that basically when and I think it was when he got out. Um, but basically, Colson says something along the lines of their um, brainwash, Hydra brainwash people with soap. So I don't know if this is a reference to that. With you know, hey, Hydra soak with they've got their own soap and they're brainwashing people. Um, I don't know if that's like something in um, Wanda's memory that she's able to conjure up, or did she conjure up the Agents of Sealed universe, or is it just like? coincidence it's hard it's just, to think it's probably just coincidence man because you gotta think like it, when you're in a dream state anyway you know what i'm saying your brain just start it just turns to rob right whatever right. thought you have you just start having that image yeah. and perception of something and probably all is just an easter egg for the fans like yourself who really really know can remember to make those connections yeah. but, but do i you suspect think, it won't have no real play in things. nah but do you think that it was intentional on the writer's part to kind of give a call back to agents of shield or do you think that it was just like hey we wanted a calgon reference that's Let's what just, I think. You know what I mean? I think like, it's like I don't, those cuts reaching. Those commercials it? were so iconic. Yeah. Um, and I think it just kind of made sense with like the stress of a mother and all that. And some of the, the comments in the commercial were actually little Easter eggs too. Uh they they made a reference to reading your mind. Um right, yeah. stuff that yeah. Scarlet Witch can do. That the lady had sort of that same color hair, that reddish hair. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I I think they're doing a lot to give us mystery in all these different layers. So like, like kind of what you're saying, James, like I think it's possible because of how much they're trying to fuel this show with mystery and little right. clues. Like I think now I'm watching the show looking for clues as opposed right. to the first episode. I was just watching it. Now right. I'm looking for little clues and stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so I, I saw someone theorize that they thought, the pelican was Mephisto and that's why she couldn't get rid of it. And that's why it was red smoke whenever he. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I kind of like likened it to the stork kind of thing. Like, Hey, here's yeah. the stork, you know, she's pregnant, but yeah, yeah that's, that's what it was. Yeah. It was a that's stork. what it was. That's it what it was. Pelican, but that's oh, yeah. what I think but, Dane yeah. is saying. Is yeah, that, yeah. But that's interesting that, but you know, with the red smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I thought about, I think, I think him or nightmare, whoever they decided was going to be behind all this. Right. Is ultimately trying to get something out of the abilities that Wanda has. And I think that'll all get revealed. Um, one other rumor that I saw is that there's a huge perspective shift after episode three. And that, you know, for the media and the press, they released the first three episodes so that they could watch it and promote the show. Mm -hmm. But they did the first three because there's a big shift and change with episode four. 
Hmm. So like maybe we see from visions because that's what I was thinking. Cracks a little well, bit. You could I, see she reset them. Like yeah. it was pretty cool yeah. how it glitched because you know even as I'm watching it, I'm like I had to rewind it. Happened? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I had to rewind it to make sure I wasn't tripping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they did it. They did it so yeah. So well, they made it seem yeah. like you rewinded the show and then yeah. watched the same set because right. yeah, it's just like yo, like so that, so. Go ahead, my bad. No, go ahead. I, so Vision clearly doesn't know what's going on, no. but but is that y'all think that's you don't think so? of it? No, he doesn't because yeah. remember when he was talking to Agatha and Herb? Yeah, yeah. And, I don't even and, think he's alive and, for real. Yeah, for that's real. what that's what I was about to get at. I was like, is this the real Vision? Did she right. take his body and like re- reanimate his body, or is this just a construct that she created out of thin air? That's right. what I'm wondering now. They said that the they said that she connected with the stone. To where they're, I guess they're not one in the same, but like his consciousness is like fully a part of her or something like that. So I think in this reality, she can create vision again. But I think on the outside of this reality, his shell is still dead, right? But yeah, so-, I, so she's creating all of this. But kind of to speak to what you were saying, Dane, I noticed that all of the characters were for, at first completely oblivious. And right. so yeah. even with certain things, they yeah. were like, I don't know why I'm here. Or yeah. I don't know what my name is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. now they're Fairness. like whispering yeah. to each yeah. other. Yeah. So it's like, I'm, I was going to ask y'all, do y'all think that the longer you're in there, the more you can start putting pieces together? Your memory, your, your memories probably start coming back. It's yeah. probably when, it's whenever be. these agents and, or, cause I don't think Agatha and Herb are necessarily agents mm-hmm. because, uh, Agatha's necklace was not a sword necklace. She no, had what different. was it? Yeah, it, it it was a different necklace, and um, I couldn't see it. I tried to zoom in. She I, doesn't it, go by Agatha, though, right? Yeah. What's her I name? Think, Agnes. Um, it's Agnes. Uh, Agnes. Wasn't it like a signal? Uh, uh, I think it's like a sickle, because and it's like yeah. you know, isn't she tied into like the Grim Reaper and all yeah. that stuff? So and, I think that doesn't that's what doesn't, it like. doesn't nightmare carry a sickle? Right. Yeah. So, that's what I was thinking. So I think she's something has something to do with. Like whatever bad guy is yeah. is trying to influence Wanda, and right. she maybe is watching, and maybe right. both of, both of them are because yeah. remember they were like um, uh, they were saying she's not here for, and then they mm-hmm. stopped, and they was like she's right. here because, and then they stopped, like they yeah. they knew right. they knew yeah. she was there for and, something else, and, but nope. they didn't want to talk. And that's about why it. I think mm-hmm. our theory that her might be the uh, high evolutionary, and she might hey. be Agatha. Right. Is they're trying to get because again, you know, um, if they can get Wanda on their side, like she is like a weapon of mass destruction that now, right. you know, the bad guys will have. But um, but makes sense. High yeah. evolutionary H E her right. H E Agnes Agatha. True. A-N-A. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Am I now? Wrong? Now Wanda still needs. Still seems to be. <laughs> yeah. You, today you are. <laughs> but um. Wanda still seems to be in control though. Like for her. But I was going to say, she seems like if you notice that they're starting to wake up a little bit as she has more stressors, like every time something critical happens, she has to fix it. And then she either Uh, skips to a new decade or then she created the pregnancy, like as they're Mm kind of moving along. And I think that she's, she got twin, she got twin newborns now. So that whole thing about to fall apart. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But we're starting to see the cracks in, in Wanda. And as you know, Wanda's dealing with this stuff. We're starting to see cracks in her little universe she's created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So when you think about like the, you know, having a lucid dream, you, you, you know, I, I don't know if not everyone does this, but 
when you start realizing that you're dreaming, but you don't want to wake up from it because you're enjoying whatever it is that's happening in the dream. Thank God Rob is not here right now. Um, <laughs> but like, okay. you know, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've done that so freak so often. And it's always like, I always want to become like a superhero. But the worst part of like a lucid dream is when things don't work the way they're supposed to and you get frustrated by it, like a gun. Like right. I can never fire a gun in a dream. It never right. works. Yeah. Like the trigger is too heavy. Like right. I literally cannot pull the trigger. And it like, always seems like damn. my punches are like underwater too. Like, yes. Right. But that's what's happening for her. My my dreams are never like that. My dreams are always like I'm watching a movie or watching something. I'm never in control like that. <laughs> yes, it's awesome. It's the most awesome thing ever. But I think that's what's happening with her to a degree. Like it's, I'm starting to become conscious that this is not reality for me, but I don't want to change it, obviously, mm -hmm. because this feels good. And that's why I'm going yeah. to auto-correct everything that doesn't fit the narrative that I want in my dream. So and when I can't it. correct it, then I get rid of it. Case in point, Monica Rambo. Jump to yeah. a new dream. Two yeah. other things, man. Did y'all notice the um, Stan Nielsen thing? Like, you know, the Nielsen ratings and probably Stan yeah. Lee, I would guess. That's um, what I thought, yeah. And then what did y'all think? Our boy uh, Pietro, a.k.a. Quicksilver, kind of made an appearance in a way. And, and that's yeah. when, again, more stress came out as she's dealing with another death, you know, somebody she didn't create. Do you think that Quicksilver comes back, shows up, or that was just his purpose for her to expel Monica um, and, and kind of show, like, cracks in the facade? You mean the mention of Quicksilver? Yeah, yeah, he didn't oh, show yeah. up, but technically yeah. he did. Technically he did because Vision has speed, and Vision used his speed more than once in this episode. Man, that yeah, ain't but Silver showing up. Yeah, what, yeah, nah, but, man. That's Vision. Just Vision <laughs> just has that power. <laughs> I think you know. I think you're right. I well, two things. You know, my theory has been this all along. I think this culminates with a whole new reality. Like so, mm -hmm. in the House of M, it culminated in you know, her making a new reality of the whole world, right? And I think it was sort of spurned by her eliminating mutants. But I think this culminates with her creating a new reality where I think there's a possibility that maybe it's a different person or a different rendition, but I think Quicksilver and other mutants then exist after that. Because right. mm -hmm. I was kind of thinking if she brought back Vision, you know, um, because of the trauma of him passing away and now the mention of Pietro, and, you know, um, Monica basically saying, yeah, Ultron killed him. Like she almost remembered she didn't want to deal with that. So she kicked her out. But I was wondering if, hey, Uncle Pietro showed up to help speed and Wiccan. You right, know what I mean? Right. So I'm just yeah. curious if he's going to so, so pop up now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't there rumors last summer that the dude who played Quicksilver in Fox rendition of X-Men was supposed to be casted in the show? Yeah. So I'm wondering yeah, if they're going. That would be cool. Yeah, they try and pull something like that, not like she tries to recreate it, but she can't recreate the one that she knew and pulls right. another one out. That would that would be interesting. Which would which would open up the multiverse. Yeah. 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 So I had another question. I noticed that a lot of us were or at least familiar with Monica Rambeau getting her powers was through a surge of interdimensional energy. I thought when she got kicked out, that was going to sort of be the. the I thought so too. Yeah. That was going to be mm -hmm. how it happened, but it was so quick. She just—it was almost like she flew through a bubble, and that was it, and she landed. Do y'all mm -hmm. think that was it, or do y'all think she gets her power some other way? I, I think they find out she gets she has her powers because she got captured. So either she got captured, or she found out she had her powers. Right, 
at that at that moment. I, I interpret that as the people. No, those are sword. the that was sword. Yeah, yeah. she's a, she's an agent of sword. That was sword coming to rescue her. She wasn't right. captured. You think? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think they knew what was coming out of there. So yeah, I don't think they knew who she, what it was. Ah, they just okay. Responded. Okay. Yeah, I think that I'm. I'm gonna take the other. I don't think she got her powers yet. I think it'll be more significant. But yeah. one thing I did notice, and it probably was like maybe a mixture of um Captain Marvel and Quasar, but like on her outfit, um, she had like little star bursts or little stars on yeah, her. Um, yeah, she did. So I was like, oh, that's either Captain Marvel or I don't know if that's gonna be her as Quasar or what, but it was kind of like a a hint towards where they're going. But I don't think just yet she got her powers. If okay, if he did, it was pretty anticlimactic unless something yeah, exactly else happens at the beginning of the next episode. So I think we're gonna get something that I hope is a little bit more significant from and maybe girl. maybe Maybe the perspective shift is now we're on the outside. That's and what I was thinking. Yeah, and the that's episodes show Monica dealing with what she had, what she can tell them about what she saw inside. And right. now we start feeling out. And then ultimately that leads up to a different fight where Monica gets the powers. That yeah, would make sense too. It, I, I can't uh, watch the rest of this show without Tiana Paris. So that's <laughs> that was my thought. <laughs> that's, that, that, the perspective worry, was going to switch. So I'm outside. sure she's going to go back in at some point. They're going to try to, to get her back uh, yeah. into it. Or she's just going to be working from the outside and now we get to see more of what S.W.O.R.D. is dealing with on the outside and the impact that um, she has. What was the name of the town? It also had like a... Westview. Oh, Westview. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought it had something on the sign that made me think um, about dreams or something like that. I thought that, man. so too. Mm-hmm. Maybe like I'm something tripping. about where yeah, dreams might have come said true. The American dream, the town, something like that. Something yeah, like or, that. yeah, yeah. Something. Time when dreams come true or something along those lines. But I am a lot more um, positive about this last episode. That first I episode, too. I kind of was with Dane, <laughs> like, uh, and and this is more like again, I expected it to be this, and I expected the first episode. I just wanted more of this. Like, all right, give me the sitcom humor and all that stuff mm-hmm. i'm good with that but also give me a little bit more mystery so now they're yeah. starting to give mystery yeah. and like yeah. Loft said now that i kind of am digging deeper for some of these like easter eggs at least they don't mean nothing but a lot of them are just fun you know what i mean like all right man was this was, a, was that an agents of shields reference you know mm-hmm. you looking at people's pendants and you know their outfits and little stuff yeah. like that that make it a little bit more fun than the first episode was so it's definitely building one of my biggest complaints is they're just so short like with mandalorian you kind of got you you know that we were talking mm-hmm. about it before you kind of got a beginning middle and, middle end, and end yeah and uh, then something for the overall story arc where there was action where this one it just feels like man i wish i could just stream this thing man it's 30 minutes and now i gotta yeah. wait for 45 minutes or whatever then, it is now i gotta wait a week to figure out what's gonna happen next i if if there and, wasn't such a spoiler universe this probably would be something that i would have waited you know what yeah. I mean? And just binge three or four episodes in a row and it mm-hmm. would have been more fulfilling, like trying to get it in this, you know, and, and incremental. The that, and the thing that sucks is you turn on the episode, you'd be like, all right, 34 minutes. And then that joint got like seven minutes of credits. Like, exactly. So I'm only getting I'm only getting like 20, 25 minutes top. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I'm with you all you day know, on that. Is it it may just- be deliberate, too, like with the old styles. TV shows they weren't any more longer than that after you broke it out with all the commercials and stuff you had a 30 minute block yeah, 20 right. 22 minutes yeah, that's about commercial. what you got so yeah, which is I, a I point think, but man give us two in a row or something yeah. Yeah. I, think, I, I, I suspect James what will happen is with the latter episodes because they'll be based in more current 
time, you will have probably a lot like it'll probably end with a couple two hour episodes. I mean, a couple one hour in length episodes. Be interesting, um, you hopefully. know what I mean? Like, I, I think I think we'll get to that point soon. Um, and I will say again, again, you got to know your audience because it's funny. I started the, the episode without my wife, got halfway in. She walked in and said, what are you doing? Why are you watching this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, without me and, and I had to turn it off and restart it and so um, I think from the nostalgia standpoint I think a lot of people a lot of women will t- tap in or find something they enjoy about these shows because it reminds them right of things with- that they you know that they're familiar with shows they grew up watching as well and so there is some some link some hook there um, yeah. But by the end of it, and that's why I'm starting to send her little explanation blogs and stuff. Because like, I understand this is going to take a turn at the yeah. end. It's going to go full Avengers, <laughs> and it's going to be a fight. And you need to know who these people are right. when it happens. Which I don't is want you good asking me because you know. Um, and again, I'm sure that's Marvel's plan. Like the more you know, new fans you can bring over to the MCU or you know, mm-hmm. comics or whatever the Disney Plus, it's all beneficial at the end. So, um, I think that's a a benefit to everybody involved. You know, maybe. Maybe they'll have some new Avengers fans. You know what I mean? Like they'll be pulling for Scarlet Witch next time she's on camera. Like, oh, that's my girl yeah, Wanda. She, yeah, she's gonna have a bigger role now. So they probably yeah, need right. it. Yeah. You know what's funny too? Like the doctor was calling him Mr. Vision. And then it made me think, is her name Wanda Vision? <laughs> like her first yeah. and last name. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hmm, that's yeah, interesting. John, I think you might be right. Cause that 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 the whole notion of nine episodes seems a little weird. Right. normally have 10 or 13 or 26 there was right. another there was another show recently that we loved that only had nine episodes though. but they oh, were okay. hour-long episodes but yeah so just... john might be right that that last season finale might be an hour uh, and they yeah. just combine you know they For shot sure. 10 right. so to speak but just sense. combine them speaking yeah. of the sitcoms and stuff and, and they might skip over i don't know what generation or or if they're going to continue um full, to go full decade house by next. decade full house but, is next Roseanne Full and, House. and Full House. Yeah. But I'm yeah. surprised they didn't do Happy Days, man. That kind of seemed uh, like tailor-made for the MCU. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Especially mm-hmm. with this magic and Fonzie and stuff. But, yeah. you know, maybe we'll still get it. Maybe we'll get like hybrid kind of stuff. But I thought that that would have been perfect. Yo, so it's... Yeah, I don't know. They should have done Happy Days. They also should have done... I feel like they should have done... Um, For the 80s, they should have done the Wonder Years, nigga. Yeah, and they still I mean, it's still I don't know what they. Wonder I mean, Years was eighties and nineties, so yeah, it seems like they're trying to limit the environment to the house, and I think all those the con the you know Wonder Wonder Years works, but right, I think right. with Happy Days, it you know it took place in a diner, yeah. So yeah. they might yeah, might have been like they might have even thought of it and been like, nah, we just gotta keep it in the house. You right, yeah. But you know they've had yeah. a couple. I wonder why they are focusing. They've had a couple different locations, but. You know, just a reference or two. Like it wouldn't have to be like full on happy days, but mm-hmm. a, a Fonzie moment. You know, throw vision yeah. of leather jacket or something. <laughs> yeah, I think All in the Family would have been a good one too. Yeah, oh, Vision yeah. dropped the N bomb. That joint got shut down. So, so Dane, Dane, are the children, uh, Wiccan and Speed, are they generally in the comics like preteens? Teenage, yeah, full out teenagers. Nah they, nah, they full out. They they started out as full out teenagers and now they're young adults. So they started out, you know, 16, 17, and now they like in their early 20s. So if they were to be trying to move this to a place where the kids could be used at some point, they'd she'd have to speed up their aging a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. They couldn't well, I mean, just they, start they age from nine now. Months, 
They age nine yeah. months in a day. Yeah, right, but I mean, you know, if she's gonna do that, it probably have to take place during this series. I would yeah. think so. Yeah. Which would make yeah. sense for the well, full they, house if, references if they, and stuff. Yeah, for the full house and references, Rohan, I Rosanna I assume stuff. they yeah, I assume they're gonna be toddlers for the full house references. They oh, might okay. be they might be like you know, Teens elementary school. Roseanne. Well, mm-hmm. I, I would think at least elementary school, maybe middle school kids for Roseanne, at Got least. Yeah. Right, yeah, that that'll be sense. good. Cause I didn't even sense. think about that, honestly. I didn't even know that the kids would be active cast. Yeah. And we haven't heard anything about that. We hadn't heard That's no true. rumors yeah. about that. Yeah. So if they really do begin to play a part and they're the kids that we see in the Roseanne episodes and Full House, that, that'll be tight. Like, that'll be, be different yeah. than what I thought. Yeah. That actually would be a, a reason why they show Vision running fast this last episode too, because right. one of, one of them is a speedster like his uncle. Oh, right. yeah, so that that, that, that would make sense for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what they do, and apparently the BCU pulls out his crystal ball every once in a while, and Jonathan's probably right to say that the last couple episodes will be about an hour so that's gonna before be- we move on did any of y'all watch ultron after i know you said you watched it but you know the recommendations when you make it through the credits because i watched just in case it recommended age of ultron i thought that was funny like hey just in case you're wondering how this guy pietro died and that's who that ultron really, is go that ahead and watch this wa- that is why i watched it because I, I watched the episode and it was like if you like this, watch Avengers Age of Ultron. Right. Like, it, it, it was funny. My son was in the room at the end and saw that and said, Daddy, turn on Ultron. <laughs> See? That's how they That's keep fun. you addicted to the app, man. Yeah, I watched those two le- Legend episodes on Disney+, Plus, which are basically like, you know what I mean, to catch you up on the character's development through the MCU. Oh, they, yeah. they were pretty good. Like, they weren't, hmm. nothing new about it, nothing I didn't know. But it was just a nice little synopsis of how we got got here. Oh, okay. That's and nice. I'm sure they'll introduce episodes for Falcon and Bucky prior to their season um, right, yeah. series. Yeah. So that brings us to the next review we have, which is One Night in Miami. Who has their thoughts first? Loved it. So um, uh, we, we're a little bit ahead of the curve of February, but um, uh, we can go ahead and get it started <laughs> now. I think this was a, a good a good platform um, to do that. Um, I was very much impressed with um, Leslie, uh, what's his name? Leslie Odom Jr. Like his Sam Cook. Yeah. Yeah. I was very much impressed with his character, his portrayal. And I I feel like the Sam Cook character, the dude that played him was the best part of the movie. Not that I I disliked, not that I disliked anybody, but he, he, he had the best, he did the best job on that. Well, we've made. seen we've seen portrayals of everybody else in a film, but, but, yeah, but oh, maybe that's what it was. And, maybe and that's that kind of left me wondering why. Like a Sam Cook biopic would be like just the mystery around his death, and like there was so Slim, much you, to him. Like that y'all be such know a good what movie. happened? Do y'all know yeah. what happened to Sam Cook? What yeah. happened to Sam? He so, got killed by a hooker. So I'm so <laughs> so I'm I, I'm I'm really a fan of history. I'm not like the type to go and like read history books. But when I mm. learn historical stuff yeah. about figures and stuff, I really get into it. Right, and even right. about like US history and stuff, I really mm-hmm. get into like when I hear stuff about that. So I went and looked around and stuff when I heard how he got killed, like you say, yeah. he got killed by a hooker. So mm-hmm. his wife, his first wife was not in the movie. The woman that was in the movie was his second wife. Okay. He had a child with his first wife. He had a daughter with his second wife. Mm-hmm. His his second wife left him, and twenty six days later got married. 
Wait, mm. what? I didn't know that. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm sorry. Not 26. Not not left him. He died, and 26 yeah. days later, she got married. She got remarried. Mm-hmm. remarried to, his best to, to his best friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, that joke. And yeah. it's like, yeah, he got killed by a hooker. It's like, yeah. did he? But I, I thought it wasn't. Did he the, really? Right. <laughs> no, nah, I thought it, it wasn't a hooker. The hooker was it the hotel the manager. It was the hotel she, okay, okay. Because he was with a hooker or right. a girl that he met. Oh, okay. She stole his clothes. Allegedly, and he basically right. was he got, naked he got and drunk set up. or high. He did get set Went up. into the hotel. Yeah. Allegedly, this was the official story that he mm-hmm. was drunk and attacked the you know receptionist at the hotel, and she shoots him. But like you know, there's a lot of questions around it, like the way his body was found, and they're like, they beat him. If he was he just shot, was he beat beaten? Him? And yeah. um, who was the singer that was his best friend? Love, I'm drawing a Bobby right Womack. Now. Yeah, Bobby yeah. Womack married his wife 26 days later. Yeah, but it's just and, such an and then story. and then Bobby Womack eventually, uh, his wife found out Bobby Womack was molesting their child, and she mm. shot and she shot Bobby Womack. Didn't kill him, but she shot him. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So this should be a spinoff with Leslie Odom Jr. as Sam Cook. And right, we just getting to right because he also was very influential and impactful man like oh, his was. music is still around yeah, and, man. and just because like you know not just that when you add in how interesting his his life was i'm just surprised mm-hmm. that we haven't seen yeah. you know some yeah. sort of portrayal on the big screen about him so that was probably like dane said one of the highlights of this and you know it just helps that you know leslie odom is a good actor and can sing so well yeah. it's like perfect yeah. so yeah, shout man, out to man. regina king the whole time I'm watching uh, Leslie Odom do the uh, job, I didn't realize he was a singer. So mm-hmm. the whole time I'm like, man, this dude got the best lip sync yeah. job yeah. I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Was and he by the Hamilton? End, yeah, he was. Yeah. And I looked, yeah. I looked it up during the movie. And by the end, I was like, oh, he's really singing. This dude was in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. really doing this thing. I first but, got uh, introduced to him through that daggone, what was the insurance commercial? <laughs> that <joint> came <laughs> oh, on. That is him. Came yeah. on 17 times a day. I forgot. I, forgot I was about like, that. yo, they what played the hell out of this commercial. And my wife was like, that's what the dude it? from Hamilton. Yeah. I, having not seen Hamilton, I wouldn't have known mm-hmm. that. But now but, after seeing Hamilton, I'm like, you know, I kind of recognize him a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but that was one of the best dynamics, too, was kind of his conversations, um, Sam well, Cooke and Malcolm and X, Malcolm how they X. were going yes. back and forth, how, yes. you know, one was a little more more worldly and the other one was more militant and religious yeah. and kind of thinking of the overall plight. But they also each had their own ways to kind of, you know, yeah. um, indoctrinate the public to black people, you know what I mean? Yeah. And kind of get I, us I really to be a part of society. I really enjoyed that they tried to shine light on that there can be more than just one way to give back or to do for right. our people. Like, yes. I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and man. I feel like that's, that is a very real um, reflection of our community is that we don't all see the struggle the same way. Right. And we don't all see the solution to the struggle the same way. And I mm-hmm. felt like this was a dope um, way of showing that conversation play out. And the right. frustrations people have and how we point fingers at one another within the community, like you're not doing it the right way. Yeah. Right? And Sam Cook saying, well, I have economic empowerment, mm-hmm. like all that stuff you talking about over there criticizing me. Right. But I own my stuff and yep. I'm, not a, people, I'm not a business man. I'm, paid, I'm not, business, man. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah. a slave yeah. to anybody. Right? right. And you still got to, you know what I'm saying? Somebody else paying mm-hmm. for your house. Yeah. Right. But right. then Malcolm is like, you know, I believe in this militant approach is no compromise. It's eye for an eye. And it's like, there are a lot of people in the community who only see it through that lens. 
Mm-hmm. And you know, Muhammad Ali being more naive, but just like, you ain't about, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be defiant, right. but I don't necessarily know what to do. Right. And there's yeah. a lot of people like that in yeah. the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's so dope about each of it is they all became, um, Major, for yeah. the civil rights movement yeah. in their yeah, own man. right. But yeah. they all uh-huh. took, like Lav said, different paths to do it. You know, Jim Brown did it through um, movies and, you know, and retiring. Kinda, it, right. Yeah. And, and stepping retiring. away from yeah. football. And, and Jim you know Brown what I mean? was very Jim Brown was very comfortable in his own skin, even yep. through the, the the persecution that was right in his face, like that scene mm-hmm. at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. bro. Nigga yeah. said, hey, I'll what, come help you move. He said, what nah, did y'all think of uh, Ali? In the house, like, what y'all think of the kid that played Ali? I thought the boxing looked pretty good. Like, Dude, he he looked like he she looked filmed real it good well. Was like, great. I was yeah. like, man, this yeah. is good, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, real good for, job. that was like yeah. kind of an action sequence, man. He, and I think Regina did a good job. But he did. I think good... that's the first. Oh, go ahead, my bad. Go ahead. No, I was just saying he he did a good job of like that was the way Muhammad Ali founded. Right. Like to the point where I mean, let's put it this way: Muhammad Ali was he was country. Niggas from he's from Kentucky. Right. What what niggas you know from Kentucky don't sound like Charles Barkley? <laughs> like Cassius. Yeah. I feel Cassius. I feel like that was the first time I'd seen somebody portray Muhammad Ali, and Ooh. I actually wait for him to finish. And and I <laughs> and I actually felt like and I actually felt like they were the age that he was back then. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody always feels like an old 40 year old playing yeah. a 22 year old Muhammad Ali or something right. like that. He because really I mean, made me feel like, yeah. like, okay, this is really a 22 year old right. naive young mm-hmm. got the world in the palm of his hands, but don't know what to do with it type. Yeah. Like, yeah. Will, Cause mostly Will like with Will Smith, you know, they yeah. tried to, you know, cover Ali. He was so dynamic through so right. many different points in his mm-hmm. life. They try to like, all right, here's a one stop and we'll de-age him and we'll use some makeup right. or something like that. But yeah. uh, a nice little tidbit about the kid all comes back to the CW. He was on the 100. I don't know if y'all I, watched I, that I, one, I, but I, that was an actually I, good one. I will. I, I, I have to admit I, I did watch the 100, but I watched nah. it long, long after the fact. And it was, it was during this. Oh, Netflix. Pan- yeah. yeah. It was during this pandemic yeah. when me and my wife were bored. It's and good, so I kept telling it's us a, to try it. Good show. I think he died the first season. He died in episode two or three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was Isaiah Washington's uh, son. Yeah, uh, John, John I, I recommend you to never watch the 100. <laughs> oh man. Kind of going just double back on, on Lyle's point though, for people who have not, watch the film yet you need to know that this film is a social commentary on today using using um real life people who had a you know just a a counter an encounter and sat down and started having a conversation because see now when i went into it and this is a bad comparison so pardon me for it but i was looking more for the fun the action the excitement like um Harlem Knights or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I went into it thinking more excitement, more flash, more fun, more these, this is kind of what we did it when we kicked it. Right. Unaware that, hey, this is a uh, stage play and we're getting mm-hmm. ready to sit down and have a conversation about yeah. um, mm-hmm. about life, about something real. Now, once you catch that, because I think it took me like 30 minutes into the movie to realize <laughs> this is where yeah. they were going. Then it's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Now I don't know how to watch it with a different, with a different, you know, set of goggles right. and different set mm-hmm. of ears. Yeah. But initially, and I, I was kind of, uh, you know, on the fence. But it, it got much better. I, yeah. I thought. And and I guess maybe that's just maybe the new trend. I don't know if it's a COVID thing. I don't know if it's because we're getting this streaming independent and there's like just the wealth of, um, you know, material out there. Like we look at comic books, but Ma Rainey was a stage play that was, you know, produced and brought to Netflix. Right. And this is another stage play that's been. Um, produced and brought to Amazon and they both are you know 
black content and they both kind of show the struggle period pieces. So I don't know if we're going to get more of that. I don't know. Yeah, if I think also, James, you know, we're in a social justice environment and, and it's mm-hmm. been this way for a while now. I think people are now recognizing, you know, that they got this meme out there where they say Netflix and other studios be like celebrate black voices. But the, the pictures of the movies are all these black people in movies getting beat and slavery and all that. Right, right, I think people in studios and stuff are now realizing, you know, you have to give black directors a voice, let their projects yes. that they want right. to do, that they're that they're passionate about, be stuff mm-hmm. you support and elevate. Yeah. And it not be the Spielberg Amistad stuff right. that you call but, for black people. But yeah. it's interesting that the source material for that, and unbeknownst to me, man, I'm not a, a playwright kind of guy or stage, uh, you know, type of person that's going to see that stuff. But a lot of source material seems to be coming from plays, you know. Yeah. So I mean, we might just be getting more. Of oh, that. and I did hear they're doing the color purple too. Yeah. So, so. I think it's going to be like Hamilton, where it features the actual stage theatrical version of version, color purple right. and they okay. release it you know what i mean on streaming i can, I can dig that yeah i, I actually was... went to that play when fantasia was doing it at the kennedy center wow yeah it was amazing law, law, law still a thespian i see <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> y'all, y'all gotta wait y'all what gotta was wait that from... episode four <laughs> episode, yeah. episode four live as a thespian y'all, y'all check it out away from a couple points though that i wanted to hit and and, and that was the nationwide commercial jay that he was saying yeah that's what he played the piano on the, oh, on, yeah. on the stage yeah. um but i wanted to ask love and and jay jay actually jay should get this reference i know um uh, baby oil Bobby would be happy to hear it if he were here. But when when Leslie Odom was on Johnny Carson's uh, show at the at the end of the of the film, uh-huh. did he not remind you of Vernell Hill when he sat down in the chair? Did you see how he sat down from the stage? Vernell Hill, Vernell Hill, Hill. Yeah. Yo, chill, <laughs> you see how he Barnell. sat down all hard across his legs, all oh, extra. He put a little extra yeah, too. I mean, John, that stuck out to me too, not because yeah. it reminded me of Vernell Hill, but because if you watch the old fifties. Um, you know, even back to the 30s and 40s, that was just how how men carried themselves when they were supposed to have sort of like some Actually, polish and some class. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you watch Sinatra, they all sat like that. Maybe they had a cigarette. You know, it's yeah. like that was sophistication back then. So I, right. it did stick out to me. And I thought that was kind of tight that he and they probably have footage that. that they studied. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. He nailed it. It was hilarious. Yeah, he killed it. it was like, yeah. look at this Bama man. John, John, John wanted him to be like, "Did you miss me?" Right. Yeah, that's yeah, that whole swag with him, man. That joke was hilarious. You know, another. I was say another interesting point too is this screenplay was written by Kemp Powers and he also wrote Soul. So like he's kind of oh, like wow. I didn't realize oh, okay. on I didn't a roll right now. You know what I mean? So wow. he's like two for two in the streaming world. So yeah. I need to go so ahead and Soul, take So he got paid. <laughs> not even I'm not. I'm just assuming, but he probably got paid for Soul and gave a discount for this joint. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. This but was yo, for the movement. He probably hooked right. up Regina. You know yeah. what I mean? And they swing yeah. the same circles. He'll probably, we got to look, man. I bet you I wouldn't be surprised to see them work together on a bigger project down the road yeah. where something else you know, will come Hollywood's all about oh, yeah. favors. Yeah, so, man. So my, so my second my second point is, is directed to James. Now, <laughs> on that roof, if it had gone down <laughs> to the death, tell me in order who would have died <laughs> if he walked off that roof alive. Now, mind you, it was six people on that roof because you got to remember 
Uh, brother, 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 brother moves on. <laughs> 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 so, so now, now, now um, before you answer that question, I want you to be very careful with this, James, because if you if it was any 60 year old man on this podcast right now, there is one answer and only one answer to this question. Who wins this fight? But I want to hear from you in order. Who dies first? Who walks off that roof alive? Oh, man. Right. See, I wish I had better notes so I could uh, uh, <laughs> order it down. But. I mean, I think the bodyguards get taken out pretty quick because they're going to come to Malcolm's aid. Um, Malcolm and Sam are going to battle Royal out. That's going to be that first tournament bracket, Mm kind of like Karate Kid. (laughs) They get taken out. Then, then, um, so the winner of that, I'm going to go with Malcolm, man. He got a lot of pent-up aggression. (laughs) He's been locked up. You know what I mean? I think he fights dirty. So hold on. He turned back in the raid. Exactly. So these are the, these are the matchups. So you Sam and, and uh, Malcolm. Then you got J- Jim Brown and the big bodyguard because Jim Brown was like, and Kareem. Hey man, Brown was like, don't bring that shit over here. Yeah, yeah. and Kareem so is saying, done. And yeah, I'm and, taking and Jim the little young and going to run away. Yeah, once once Kareem, yeah, because yeah, yeah, the little young left with Muhammad Ali. He, <laughs> right. he nobody, nobody's away. getting off that roof yeah. alive. You, yeah, So young and the first one out because Muhammad Ali taking him out quick. Jim Brown taking out Kareem. Okay. Okay. So and, Malcolm and, and Sam is fighting. Ma- so who Ma- wins that Malcolm fight? Sa- I- Malcolm. I'm with James. Malcolm take out. Right, so it's an odd number of people left. Who who who's first to go? Jim Brown Jim? the most chill. Jim Brown the most chill. So he's gonna lay back and let them go at it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it, so it'd be Jim and Ma- it'd be Jim and Cash then. It'd be Jim right. and Cash then. Yeah, ultimately it's the only answer. That's the only answer. The question is who wins that fight? That's what I want to hear from James. Who wins that? I think it's Ali. Like Jim is tough mm. and he can probably take some some punishment, mm. but Ali is is trained, man. He who was the greatest a, at that mm. time. Who can take a hit? Mm. Who can take no a way, hit? no way Jim touches him now. Unless right. he, oh, no, and again, no. they fighting dirty. Yeah, yeah, they they fighting dirty, so Muhammad got to be prepared for the takedowns. <laughs> Muhammad Ali cannot outrun Jim Brown. He sure can't. Muhammad yeah, Ali probably run. can't. Muhammad Ali probably can't take a hit like Jim Brown. Jim Brown going to pick him up and toss him off that damn That's roof. the only yeah. X factor is <laughs> tackling, <laughs> but, but I still think Muhammad comes out on let's, top, man. Let's hear from the yeah. resident Trey Stones man in the group. Loft, what say thee? Yeah, I mean, like we all know, man, if 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 you look at anybody's athleticism, a boxer mm. is in some of the best shape. You know, it's probably basketball players, swimmers, and boxers. Mm-hmm. And maybe even soccer players, but soccer players don't have to do much with their upper body. So, mm-hmm. I mean, when we talk about speed and all that running on the football field against mostly white men, yeah, you know, <laughs> no, no taking nothing from Jim Brown, but you know, Ali was fighting everybody, man, big dudes. Ali was never getting hit though. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, I'm, I'm 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 with you, James. Like I got my man now. I'll be say I don't want to kind of cut my man Detroit Red out too too soon because when the tables <laughs> turn, Mal- Malcolm was with him. Malcolm <laughs> might have had a switchblade in his socks. Malcolm had AKs at the crib, like <laughs> ready. That's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> and, and he constantly under that threat of death. Malcolm yeah, might have been right. ready for anything. He always, he always <laughs> on go right. Yeah. So, so whereas I'm, my man Muhammad might have been just like thinking, "I'm gonna throw these hands." Yeah. So when so I started, this, we can always I said, count on Jonathan, man. I said, <laughs> you know, well, Bobby not here, so somebody got to do it. So when I started this, I said, if if it was a sixty year old man in this group who actually was old enough to watch these people, right, at some point in their lives, it's only one answer to this question. Do y'all know who it who it is? Who they gonna say? Jim Brown. It's Jim Brown. It's not even a discussion <laughs> yeah. for yeah. them. 
You know how y'all, you know how they got that little stupid Chuck Norris look stared at death yeah. and, and uh -huh. death never stared yeah, at anybody Brown else was again. Because of his mom, Brown is their man. He John That's Henry it. did now. Yeah, he's John mm -hmm. Henry. Yeah, he, is. he can do anything, and it's not even a conversation. He would have punished Ali. That's just <laughs> how they look. <laughs> And Jim Brown, and them, um, them too, action like, movies yeah. he did didn't help. Like they nope. just further the myth. That's what I mean. Like yeah, that's that's really made the legend real yeah. to Because he started doing martial arts and stuff as right. his movies progress. Mm -hmm. yeah. But this was before that, so he ain't had that classical training yet. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, just even the last scene that you had with Malcolm, where he they're sitting in the hotel room and he has the manuscript of his autobiography written by Alex Haley, and they had a whole spiel about how, man, I thought you don't trust writers. Oh, well, I trust this one because he kind of different. He, he, da, da 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 like, and then you, like, I thought that was cool that they kind of, they play to Alex Haley and they still put on the desk, like, hey, look, like, this is still a thing. They wanted, they wanted to hi highlight the autobiographies. Yeah, they said, but they, he brought up Alex Haley other than showing his name it, on they didn't say his name. They talked about him when Malcolm said, I feel like death is always on me. Like, I don't feel, I don't know how much longer I'm going to, I'm going to have. So I have to take the time out now and record these things as they happen. I've been sitting down with the writer and yeah, I, yeah. I want to say it was Muhammad or maybe it was Sam who said, yeah, I thought you ain't trust writers. And yeah. he said, I trust this one. It's something about him. He's different. And da, 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 and he went from like another couple 30 seconds talking about Alex Haley. He didn't mention his name. He just talked about him. And gotcha, then gotcha. at the end, as he's sitting there, he puts his glasses down and you see the autobiography of Malcolm X as written by Alex Haley. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I just thought that was cool. Um, so... Speaking of autobiographies, right? <laughs> yeah, speaking of autobiographies, like I'm, I'm really gonna roll into this. I'm really gonna roll. I've, if y'all, if y'all want to, we got time. I got oh, time. Let's go with it. Let's get it. All right. So, segment three. I haven't done this in a while. Don't talk. The topic today: the greatest biopic of all time. We're gonna do you something different, though. You, you think do one, right? Yeah, you. Everybody say they won. And then we'll go back and we'll talk about them, and then everybody mention their honorable mentions. Oh, I'm gonna Jay. go. La I'm gonna go last because I know no, nobody's you gonna, gonna go first. No, no, you go, go first. Nobody's gonna, no, go, go nobody gonna pick mine. Go so go ahead. So we want to hear it. Go ahead. All right. Let me let me get my notes and figure. I gotta. I gotta. You, know, you don't know what your number one is. You gotta go to your notes again. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. You just said nobody gonna pick it. How you not know which one it is? You not gonna pick it? Because I wrote down so many of them that I didn't. I I was like, I'm trying to figure like. Don't don't do me, none of y'all. Don't do me. <laughs> don't do me like that. All right. So the number anyway. one film to me, biopic all time, is Malcolm X. Coincidentally, I thought that Denzel's performance there and portrayal and um, uh, what's your boy's name? I just forgot the damn director's name. Uh, Spike Lee's film, Spike Lee. obviously, um, the best. I mean, good God. I mean, like that's the one Denzel film to me that stands apart from them all that I don't see Denzel. Now I haven't watched it in some time, so I don't know if I would go back and feel the same way. Um, but definitely at the time, 
it, the fact that it did not win, was it even nominated for Best Actor back then? Was, you know, yeah, in yeah, and of I itself was- He was nominated, he didn't win. He got nominated and didn't win. Yeah, yeah it, it was just right. a steal, was the steal of the century. Um, he obviously tore that that role apart, up and down, and it really made you, you know, it made me, I should say, inspired. You know, it made me want to know more about Malcolm X and his story. And so, um, you know, like, that's it. Yeah, it, okay. It did. That's probably one of the top ones, man. Like, it's funny too because we're talking about long movies. I just remember watching that back when it came out, man. It felt like it was. It went by quickly, but so like fast. as a kid, man, I was like, man, this is a. That this was, was like three, three hours or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, man. I'm gonna go next. For me, my favorite was Ray. Like, okay. no one you Ray. thought nobody was gonna take Ray? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's very timely, though, kind of with going along, man, we're just talking about One Night in Miami that, you know, here, here we have these, you know, influential black, um, you know, um, historical figures and these bio biopics that like, you know, do stand out. Mm. It's very interesting. And again, I still think that up there, we should have a Sam Cooke. <laughs> we should. We should. Yeah. But, but uh, why'd you pick Ray? Why yeah. did I pick Ray? I picked yeah. Ray because while while that movie was coming out, I was, I was in high school, so I actually had to do a project, and I had to sit and go through and listen to interviews of Jamie Foxx talking about how he, yeah, that movie came out two thousand four. Shut up! Man, you know, you know that man, you know that man just uh, just got a beard like two right, right. years ago. Man, it's, it's interesting too because like you're you're musical as well, and and it's also a trend in two of the movies that we picked. Like the main character had such an outstanding portrayal of mm -hmm. the person that they were supposed to be, you know, um, emulating. It, it kind of like that sets the movie, but it's also just funny that Jay being musical and picking Ray, and then we got Captain Cynicism that's super militant, and suddenly he picked Malcolm X. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a, a coincidence. Here. <laughs> uh, James, who was yours, man? See, I probably, um, well, of course, I had both of those on my list. So, in all honesty, Malcolm X was my number one, but. One that I don't think anybody would pick, and I, honestly, I don't know why I picked it, but it's just one of my favorite movies, uh, was Goodfellas. And I feel like- why don't, you think any, why don't you think anybody would pick that? Yeah, it was just, It was not promoted as a biopic, but it was, yes. Right, yeah, exactly. And, you know, the the um, mafia and stuff, just when it's portrayed in movies and just like, you know, how Dane was saying, when you get down these like historical rabbit holes, man, just seeing some of the stuff that they were able to get away with and the lifestyles that they led at the time, man, was so interesting. Um, I'm gonna leave it at that because I had another movie that was kind of similar to that, but I don't want to steal nobody's thunder. Um, now that I see that people are kind of on the mafia thing too, but yeah, Goodfellas, man, that's just one of those movies that not only I think has a lot of good historical references, but it also passes the TNT test. Like when Goodfellas is on, you, you, you watch it. Yeah. You know, you're gonna get caught up and be watching yeah. a scene or two at least. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. And the, the quotables in that joint were, Yeah, it yeah. just yeah. stop. They really were. So Bob, we just, what you got? We just, we just you ain't gonna drop casino in the in the process of that. You just gonna let that's that what stop. he said he was gonna try and hold yeah, yeah, back. I just didn't not? say nobody <laughs> else. I had to stop. <laughs> I had to stop, man. Yeah, we all we all do it. I stopped rolling. I'll be like, man, you just said eight movies. My bad. Live, what yeah, about you, man? My uh my my goat was definitely Malcolm. Um, just a couple points to add to that. Um, and in addition to everything that John mentioned, 
you know, I, it was so great that, you know, we look at Malcolm and, and Martin as the two greatest black leaders that we've ever had. <clears throat> I immediately just had a desire for them to do Malcolm. I mean, Martin Luther King, the same justice. Like right. I just wanted a film where he had one on equal level so that for both of them, we could just have these films that just sort of cement their legacy. And I just felt like every time Martin Luther King got a biopic, it was on like CBS, you know what I'm saying? And I it know, was just right? like yeah. <laughs> real, that the quality was just kind of wasn't on par. I mean, Selma um, was close, but it wasn't a yeah, biopic it, for it, him. It, it, yeah. it was it was, it was, a biopic, but it was a, a portion of the story. It wasn't his whole life. It yeah. wasn't, yeah. Yeah, um, but my I had two really good honorable mentions. First and foremost is what's love got to do with it. You're not um, supposed to bro, do your honorable what? mentions until I go, bro. Oh, yeah. my bad. Sorry, sorry. Please, before Dane goes, I was going to say. Hey, you supposed to pick your actually, I actually was going to say. Hold on, is that your next in line? I'm sorry, I might, I may have been wrong. Is that your next in line? What's love got to do with it? You mean in terms of my honorable mentions? Because, no, yeah. because we, because, you know, somebody took your top movie. So what would be your next in line? Would that be what, what love got oh. to do with Personally, no. <laughs> but a hey, funny thing is, I was like, but man, general, of course, Jonathan yes. gonna pick the Malcolm X. I was like, Dane's gonna pick a black woman <laughs> in some form of fashion. No, I'm the militant one. I am the militant one. Love <laughs> is the one that's supposed to pick the beautiful but, black woman. But, but you love our Nubian princesses, man. Which I, I, love, I love. I love. I love. I love all my black people. All right, so Dane, women. since I messed it up, tell me what I'm supposed to do. Am I supposed to give you my next in line now? Or should I just shut up and wait to our honorable mention? Nah, do your do do, do you do your next in line? Do your next in line. All right. So for me personally, one of the ones that was like my next in line would have been uh, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Oh, uh, okay, that's a good one, man. Okay. I didn't think about wise, that. I ain't even gonna act like it's just the greatest movie or biopic ever. There probably are better ones, but oh, for yeah. a lot of people, Bruce Lee was one of my childhood heroes, mm-hmm. and. They did a great job with, I thought, his biopic. And, you know, Jason Scott Lee that played him did a good job. The martial arts was excellent because he was a martial artist. So it didn't look cheap and trashy. Like, they actually made the movie entertaining with the martial arts as well and some of the fights. You know, Bruce Lee used to get in fights on the set. People wanted to challenge him. Uh, The Chinese community really had issues with him. There's a lot of hate. They felt like he was doing a disservice to the arts and all that. So they send goons and goons didn't like them. They go to see what's up on set. He had to fight people in between scenes and stuff like that. Dang. And they captured a lot of that in the movie, yeah. um, you know, and just built up his, his. Uh, and I thought he did a great job sort of the way, you know, Bruce Lee had a unique, you know, accent and the way he spoke. Yeah. And the way his eyes and stuff would move. Like, yeah. hey, but you know, what's funny too is, um, this, this would have been perfect for Rob. Like I, I liked how they kind of captured like that curse that was following him. Like it kind of oh, had right. a little horror element, yes. like how uh, he was being stalked. Yes. Yeah, that was my one. I forgot, I forgot about how good that movie was. Yeah. yeah, it was real good, man. But that was my one like issue I had with um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like I enjoyed the movie, but I was like, man, they did my my man Bruce dirty, man. Yeah, because. Yeah. <laughs> He was taking all comers and fighting, and you know they James, had uh, right. Brad Pitt slap him around like James, it was. Right. Not, it was funny, James, but James, I was like, that's, that's my boy. Bruce Lee, it's to us. 
what Jim Brown is today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I had a whole I had a whole debate back in school about Bruce Lee and Shaq getting into a fight. And one of my homeboys was like, do you know how big Shaq's neck is? You can't get to no pressure points. I'm like, dude, it's Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and Shaq at the same time. <laughs> so, so let me go ahead and get to mine. So, I mean, I think we all can agree that, that you know, Michael Max is probably the GOAT. Um, I think everybody mentioned they pretty much agree with that for the most part. And I, I, I think Ray is definitely top five um and so i agree with you on that one and everything y'all said the goodfellas one of the best gangster movies and the dragon like i said i forgot how good that movie was mm -hmm. what's love got to do with it is was one of my honorable mentions as well love oh that i thought that might have been mine too no nah, i wasn't it wasn't my it wasn't my top i mean i we pretty much named the top like i said but um mm -hmm. what's love got to do with it i i don't want to just gloss over it uh, like that because of how many not only how good the story was and how interesting the story was we learned so much but how many quotables it gave us the entertainment right. value the and acting, then man. and then Ooh, the acting yeah. angela bassett and Lawrence fishburne what yeah bro, they destroyed that joint bro, so i'm surprised they haven't done anything else together since <laughs> right yeah. bro, you swore Lawrence fishburne was really beating angela yeah. bassett like yes. all day long on set yes like you just then, nah, 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 i didn't got off that narcotic now now come on. <laughs> but but I'm a, I'm gonna throw a curveball though. I'm gonna throw a curveball. One I, I do like James said, I do love my my black sisters and I do have a militant side. But one thing I am that we don't really talk about on this is a hip hop head. And it's it's a it's a personal favorite. This the TNT test is probably the one I've watched more than anything. <laughs> Eight Straight. mile. Damn, James. Straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton. Now, Dane, that was one of my honorable here. You know that would be one of my honorable movies. I have watched Straight Out of Straight Out of Compton is a movie that every time I see it, I stop and watch it. Watch the yeah. whole thing. Yes. And, and the first time I saw it, I felt like I learned about them. It was so much stuff. Right. I'm like, dang, yeah. it really went down like this. And the fact that I know that they really. Like were a part of the production of it. All of them were there telling the cast how they talk, how they move, how they operate, what happened. Like that joint is very authentic feeling to me. Um, it introduced us to a couple of good actors that we mm -hmm. would have never known of before that. Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jr. Yeah. And uh, the, my man that played um, yeah. uh, Eazy-E. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, uh, from the shot. <laughs> Yeah, from the shy. Yeah, so I, I just I, I I loved everything about that movie, man. I, it don't it feels like a period piece without being a period piece to me because yeah. I grew up in that era and watching them on TV and stuff. But I, I love that movie, man. Bro, how come what, nobody what mentioned? The, uh, how come nobody mentioned the um? You said you was a hip hop head. Nobody mentioned the joint on uh Hulu, the uh the Wu Tang joint that ain't made no honorable mentions. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a show, so I left it out. But that Jonah is dope. Yeah. That Jonah is good. I, I watched it. Even I'm the missus love two. that. Like we waiting yeah. for season two. I, I'm hoping that yeah. like people pick up on it and start watching it. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's one of them shows. Like it got a season two, but I don't know if it was like a strong. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I yeah. wanted to continue. Yeah. Hey, damn! I hate to digress here, but the Salt and Pepper joint did it come out last night or was it tonight? It came out last Man, night. Last night. Man, it came I out last night. Five minutes of that thing, and I was like, yeah, no. 
You can look at the cast. You can look at the cast of that joint and tell that joint's gonna definitely be a lifetime <laughs> movie. I was like, man, I can't. Life, lifetime got that. one, uh, maybe two of them joints right. Like the the Mickey Howard joint, and then um, I can't even remember what the other one was that was good. The rest of them joints, all of their biographies have been trash. Yeah, like they gotta leave that to VH1. <laughs> yeah, VH1. <laughs> and even if BET did, because the yeah, BET does good. Oh, yeah, yeah, the new yeah, edition and the Bobby Brown joint. And the Bobby Brown. And the Bobby Brown. I was I was fresh out of watching my man Conor McGregor take that vicious L. And turned on the salt and pepper, and that just made me even more depressed. I mean, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so so one thing we didn't mention when we talked about just what we enjoyed or um, whatever impact it had on us is that what about the actors though in the job that they right. did in these films, right? And because that's I think the big that, key. That that's a really big key. And so some honorable mentions I want to bring up, and not any particular order, but because you all mentioned the ones that are great films. Um, the Bohemian Rhapsody joint, I thought he did a good yeah. damn job. Yeah, right? yeah. He did a great um, job acting that out, but that movie had, uh, it would jump around way too yeah. much. But it, the, it did, but as an actor, he did. did an excellent yeah, job. Did an awesome Rocket job. Man was good too, though. I hadn't seen it yet. I, I wanted to see it. Yeah. Rocket Man was good. got nominated. The, the one thing that I had with the, um, uh, again, with the Queen um, um, biopic was that, um, it wasn't as historically historically sound like they they kind of sugarcoated some of the stuff that like you know mm. that when you look it up like they didn't go into like stuff that freddie mercury you know experienced and went mm. through right. yeah. i like it when i, I kind of learned something too and right. it feels realistic like they weren't afraid to touch a topic like oh we don't want to ruin the legacy and this and that that yeah. was one of the dope things about straight out of compton they got yeah. into everything like so mm. you didn't leave like but they ain't even talk about snoop yeah. They didn't about pop. Not everything. They, 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 well, they, they, they kind of touched the surface with Dre's drinking problem, but not the whole abuse yeah. allegation. Right? Yeah, they touched yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, but he, he probably seen that divorce on the horizon. And yeah, that's probably, what it was. He probably uh, still bound by whatever legal documentation he signed mm -hmm. with D Bonds. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, man, I don't know, but it seemed like every biopic, every last one of them, there are people who come out who were either intimately familiar with the details of certain things who criticize yeah. these films. Yeah. Right. It might and be an ex-wife or it might be somebody who's like, it's going to oh, be no, that. Oh no, I was, I should have been in it, you know, but well, Michelle, the Michelle with the, uh, straight out of Compton, she definitely was like, where was I? Right. She right. should have been in it. Yeah, she should have been in it. But they definitely left a lot of holes in the Freddie Mercury. And right. even um, I think Elton John's was a little better. He, you know, of course, Freddie couldn't be there to tell his story. And Elton could. And that's probably some of the difference with some of these um, movies. Yeah. But we're not going to be disrespectful and leave out Selena and J-Lo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, that great. launched J-Lo's career. You yeah, know, J-Lo yeah. killed, oh, no, that, J -Lo no, killed that, that. That launched yeah. J-Lo's ass's career too. Yeah, <laughs> <And then, laughs> it's one and the same, man. They their trajectory are the same. <laughs> when one is doing well, the other one is successful. <laughs> the other one right oh, behind. And, and I, I don't even mean to make this type of association, but that really reminded me of La Bamba too. That was a great. Yeah, that was a good movie. Uh, it's just an artist that I wasn't even familiar with. I became more familiar with the movie, not so, knowing the artist. Jules, so that's why it's not something I think about. Julian, you ever seen the La Bamba joint? Nah, -uh. <laughs> I have. I, as well, I know. I, I seriously, I know that was definitely early. It was the, the mid '80s, so we were kids when that joint came out. Yeah. Um, y'all know what I do like that not a lot of people watch, that not a lot of people saw, but I liked it as a biopic. Hoodlum. What's that? Hoodlum. 
Was that Lord a true Trooper, biopic? Was it a true biopic was, or was that just I mean, I know it was it, loosely. It was based on the truth though. Oh, it was okay. as much it was as much of a biopic as American Gangster was. Okay. Because okay. it was it was and now I will say because to me both of those passed the TNT test. Like mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne really could have just made a whole career out of doing biopics and he'd have been yeah. good. Like because yeah. he he played Bumpy Johnson so well. But Cicely Tyson, to me, Cicely Tyson stole the show as the madam. I forget what her name was, but Cicely Tyson stole the show as that. Nah, um, his man, his man from Boston Public stole the show. You think so? Yeah. Jokes. You yeah, think so? Yeah, yeah he's funny as I don't know what he he's he not even a comedian. He did a great job in that job. He's a job. great actor, man. Yes, he, he is. is. Yes, he's he in is. uh he killed it as that's Bubba Gump, right? Nah, that wasn't nah, Bubba nah, Gump. Oh nah. Uh, nah. That's um damn man, what's, what's his, his name? He got a funny name. <laughs> well, when y'all think until y'all can think of it, speaking of making a career out of this, um, we need to give Leo his credit because he did Howard Hughes and the Aviator. Yeah, and I couldn't care less about Howard Hughes until I watched that movie. And I thought man, it was, Rob was here, and then he when you watch the footage of the scenes he did, it was like the, the exact same. Like he, yes. he had the cadence down, all the Excellent mannerisms. Job. Also, Whoop of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, his story. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Most people don't even realize that's a biopic. Like, but I still right? see, oh, I still be seeing Leo though. I like, I still Leo. see him. Like, I don't, he doesn't, like, in Ray, I lost Jamie and be, it yes. really became, he uh, really became, you know Ray what Charles. I mean? That and is true. Malcolm is true. Denzel was gone. It was Malcolm X now. Yes. Yes. That's true. That's, that's the true. one thing. And now, don't get me wrong, Leo is in my top five. Got it. But as far as acting to, ability, to, but when it up. comes to being somebody else, it just ain't maybe his strength. Yeah, to your Love point, <laughs> to your point. Hold up, Dave, before you get that. To your point, Jamie Foxx might be the goat of biopics, right? Yeah, think through it because yeah. we got yeah. Tyson getting ready to come I'm about out. To say yeah. like Tyson yeah. going to be, <laughs> and what he did, yeah, the soloist that kind of fell on the oh, radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. forgot yeah. about the soloist. The biopic, yeah. Yeah. damn Bruh. good job, bro. When he had that, bro, when he had that episode in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to who was it? His manager, and he just flipped and said, "You mm-hmm. take one more step, I cut your ass like fist bait." Like, <laughs> oh my goodness! Like, yeah. bro. And um, uh, Bubba Gump lo- was Michael T. Williams. That was Chai McBride and the uh... and Ch- yeah, oh, okay. I want to say Chi. So it's Chai, like <laughs> like Chi Town, whatever, man. <laughs> Chai <laughs> Chi, my man, <laughs> my man McBride, my man McBride, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I they did play like, like similar did. roles, like a they friend do. who yeah. right, kind of yeah. off the hook a little bit. They definitely yeah. like they probably have seen each other in the waiting room at they all <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, they, yeah. Huh? Yeah, they get they get called in Good for enough, all brother. the same roles. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. you got this one, or I got this one. Right, right. Yeah. John, I don't know if y'all heard. Did y'all hear that Nicole Kidman signed up to play uh Lucille Ball for her biopic? I Desi saw that. I'm not I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy. Why not? Why not? I don't know if she can do Lucille Ball justice. Like that's what no any people could do anybody justice until you see it. I mean, right. Cole, she she gets busy, that? but I just feel like I, my only issue justice. with her is she a little old. Right. Like, yeah, I did, I did. Before, before he did it, you thought Jamie yep. Foxx could play? Ray? Yep, I told you I was watching. I was I was watching YouTube. I was watching all of that. The interviews he did with Ray Charles, like all of that. No, I'm I'm saying if they had ne- if they had never casted him, if you just saw Jamie Foxx prior to ever doing any filming or meeting Ray or that you, before you ever knew that movie was coming out. And they said, you know what? One day Jamie Foxx is going to play Ray. 
it's, you it's hard. Never, it's hard to make that detachment yeah. though, because we've seen we've seen Jamie Foxx mimic him so many times. So many times over the you know yeah, I mean, yeah. in comedy that you like Jamie yeah. Foxx could pretty much yeah. do anybody. You know right. what I'm saying? That's, 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 that's valid. With, that's valid. But the only thing with Jamie Foxx that was still at the time like was kind of a question mark was how good of an actor he was because I think that at the time he had any yeah. given Sunday. And we saw the potential there, but like, I mean, he took it to another level once he right. had Ray and people right. really saw how talented he was. It's almost you know, not fair. He can sing, he can act, he's funny, he's athletic. Here's the thing, that's the same year that Collateral came out too. Yeah. Collateral came out movie. the same uh, year movie. and that was the year everybody was like, oh snap, Jamie Foxx can really act. Yeah. And so. Jamie Foxx was over here like, well, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm with I you, Dane. I didn't see that. I didn't yeah. see that at all. Like I. I felt like it'd be no different than Jim Carrey being signed up for something. You just right. be like, yeah, right. I know he can do impersonations, but you know, a biopic why do you, is different. Oh, snap. Why didn't we moon. say that? I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. why didn't we say man. man on the moon? Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I think uh, for me, what? like um, the, the, the material and the person has to resonate a little bit too. Like I, I got mm -hmm. Andy Kaufman, but I wasn't really a fan. So I got to learn uh, about him through the movie. But it didn't resonate as much because I didn't have as much, you know, um, stock in Andy yeah. Kaufman like somebody that yeah. was a fan. Yeah, it's not yeah. a comedian that I actually watch at any time. I, I really hope that I really hope I know at one point we're gonna see a Beyonce pick, but I really hope we get a Jay Z joint. I yeah. do too. Yes, I, I think Jay Z. We will, I, but Jay Z will be on Lifetime. I heard. I heard <laughs> nah. this recently that Funk Flex was saying that a lot of the reason why Jay Z doesn't make himself as accessible in certain areas is because he's very sensitive. And you know, I know they have their own beef, but I think there's probably some truth to it. And I do think that Jay Z might not really necessarily want to sign off on something like that until maybe later, later in life, yeah, or yeah. until he's gone. He'll do it in like 15 years. Yeah, yeah when he but, really, really retired, like Julie, when he really, really done. But I really Julie. wish people would do their biopics more so now. Like even, yeah. not like, I just, I think Jay-Z deserves a real big film, but even some people I think should get the VH1, BET versions so we could get to see the story. It's, it's, those those yeah. shows be so good and they're not dead. Like we can give them their flowers now and yeah. still celebrate them and help I agree. Them. Yeah. Dang, what one, one joint, one joint that I'm surprised John didn't bring up. I actually thought he was gonna bring up a beautiful mind. Mm. Oh, because yes, I know, yes, I know you yes. loved that movie when it came out. Well, see, that, I, that joint was a dope. I, I love the movie so much, but I didn't, I didn't connect with, you know, what I mean, the the the, the person. Life, you know, what I mean, I didn't know yeah, anything right. about the right, real right. person, so it didn't really, you know, what I mean. Did y'all like? I like Notorious. Pac was just, I didn't like Pac. I mean, I, I like Notorious, but I didn't think it <laughs> was that good. as a movie, movie. I loved it because I'm a huge Biggie fan, but I, yeah, it, it right. wasn't yeah, a great too. movie. It me. was cheap. Yeah. yeah. Right. But yeah. all eyes and on me. I feel, was... like, I feel like that's what Jay-Z is going to end up getting when if yeah. he does a movie right now. It's going to be like Notorious. It's going to be called Marthy. Especially if, <laughs> if Tupac got all eyes on me, Jay-Z's not getting nothing great. But I don't know, man. Maybe. Hold on, truth. Yeah, maybe but he got enough about, juice. All right, Jay Z got juice, man. Yeah, like, it would be like closer to straight out of Compton. Like, Tupac, I think that he would have some. Influence. Yeah, Jay Z will probably get something a little more like straight out of Compton at this yeah. point because one, he has the the influence and the money. Right, right. He got the, the cachet, and he's crossed over lines. The question like, is, right. everywhere know him when it no. happens because with Tupac and with Biggie, they were both passed away. 
and their estates yeah. kind of were in control right. and like right. it's hard yeah, to get was... everybody on board for your image mm-hmm. and that yeah. but uh, you know what straight out of Compton Dre was here and I kind of got it thank you yeah don't forget Ren but Yellow. Cube does this Cube Yellow. does yeah. movies you know what I'm saying yeah. so right he, yeah, but see, with Jay, with Jay, man, Jay's so private about his life. Jay right, don't yeah. want his life out there. That's yeah, exactly. he really not now. Some part of me feels like he has to do the film justice. He got to be alive, but it's not going to do the same justice because Jay ain't going to try to tell y'all. I mean, he didn't, you know, he'll spit it and say, you know, what I talked about is real. But at the same time, the intimacy of it, the flaws in his life, mm-hmm. like, I don't feel like Jay going to let that go on screen. Yeah. And that's why I sort of feel like, I really wish he would pass and maybe his wife <laughs> him and tell the truth. Yeah. You know like, just so you can get a movie. I get this movie. I'm sorry. Let me restate that. I wouldn't want the movie until his passing so that I know that it's going to be really authentic. And I really wish he would. So I guess we can just wrap up by saying we know what Rob would have picked. He'd have gone with Fiddler on the Roof. I don't know if it's my album. He'd have picked it though. Like, Gump is a real person. Yep. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Y'all mean to tell me Forrest Gump ain't real? Right. <laughs> Y'all some bigots. <laughs> seen Bubba yeah. Gump? I, I seen. Yeah. I've been to a Bubba Gump restaurant. Like, I know. I know real. it's real. <laughs> right. So that is a wrap for another episode of the Black Cinematic Universe podcast. Make sure you catch us everywhere you get your podcast: Apple, Spotify, Google. We out here. Check us out on the IG at Black Cinematic Universe and on the Twitter at Black Cinematic Universe. We love y'all. Y'all have a safe flight home from Rob in the Phantom Zone. And everybody here, we love y'all. Peace. Peace. Later.